This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up Podcast. We're here today to talk the finale of 90 Day Fiance, a.k.a. the tell-all. Surprisingly, only one tell-all this season. They didn't want to waste any time between now and 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I'm okay with this. I had a good time watching it, and I'm so excited to talk all about it with y'all today. I am your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puyazan Vakili. Ready to dive into all of this stuff. Now, I've got someone here with me to talk about all this stuff with, and I'm very excited. It is the one and only host of the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta Rahap Up. And one half of the Never Have I Ever podcast over on Silent Podcast with Chappelle. It's Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm so good. I'm here, baby. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back to drag these people, Puya. I'm so excited. 90 Day Fiance, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but like, I feel like is my RHAP home. So, you know, I'm home. I'm back. Let's start dragging. And we are going to. I'm very, very keen to just dive right on in, Sasha, because there was a lot. Like, obviously, this the finale with all the weddings was very heartwarming, very lovely. Kirsten and I talked about that at length. It was great. This brought back all the BS <laughs> that we've been going through with these couples throughout the season. And I think there's only, we're back to Kenny and Armando are great. Everyone else, I'm sick of you. Please leave my screen now. It's over. No, literally. Cause when I was listening to y'all, I was like, mm, they're being really nice. Cause even with the, the cats situation where Steven abducted, trying rather to abduct his friends, I was like, why are they being so nice? Who are these two? So I'm just glad we're back to being annoyed by these fools. Cause oh, I know we'll get into it, but Steven, man, I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. Steven. I have a lot of things to say about I've, I know we both have a lot of things to say about Jenny and Sumi. Oh, my and, besties. Oh, yeah. We're going to dive into all of it. Well, let's go somewhere that, you know, I still, even after this tell-all, I think I don't care about you. Let's just get you out of the way. Let's go to Victor and Ellie first and, and move on from them. I have the least amount of notes on them, so I figured this would be a great way for us to go. Um, so first of all, Victor said, I've not, and then, you know, the way they do these nine day fiance tell alls, 
they kind of make it seem like they're peeling back the layers and we're all backstage and we're seeing like the raw unedited footage of them all coming to the studio, getting ready for the tell all before then, obviously the scheduled like tell all stuff. So in the back, Victor tells the camera that he's not watched any of the show. So he has no idea what to expect and he has no idea who anyone is. And I was like, well, that's great. You did your homework. Sounds like it. And he's obviously in the U.S., but he says that he does not intend on living in the U.S. Yeah, I again, the math doesn't math with these two. And I I just would like a word with the producer or casting director that decided this for sure is a pair that needs to be on the show, because what was the reason, you know, and and that's my mood into this tell-all is what was the reason, you know, think about Cardi B gift. But seriously, it's like, Ellie and Victor, you're a hot mess, but like, you're both so passive aggressive with it that it's not fun for me to watch. It's like, let's fight. Let's do something. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm used to love and hip hop reunions. So if anyone has seen them, you know what I'm talking about. But just meh. So boring. So boring. Yeah, there's, I mean, the thought, the, the problem is the whole season was boring. Like, yeah. the, the, the biggest thing to come out of their whole story was the hurricane. And that's the first thing we learned about with them. So pretty much after that, we went downhill because I didn't care about their, their discussions at all. Um, I didn't care about the entire conversation between what they're going to do and the rebuild because I felt like they were on different pages. Ellie was in a different mindset. Victor's in a different mindset. It wasn't gelling. And then the part that I wanted to watch the whole flipping season was let's talk about the fact that your guy cheated on you and you're moving there. And that never happened. Even here, it didn't happen properly. So in this tell all, they brought out obviously for almost everybody, they brought out one guest that is, to do with them, either, you know, a friend or a family member. And it's either in studio or via zoom for Victor and Ellie. They brought out Hiromi who y'all might remember. Hiromi was the one person that kept hammering home. Listen, what about the infidelity though? What about the cheating? Are you going to discuss the cheating? I know there's been a natural disaster, but what about the cheating? And I was like, Hiromi, yes, you're right. I mean, I don't think now's the time, but it's messy and I want mess. Give me the cheating conversation. So they bring out Hiromi and Hiromi is basically telling Ellie the same stuff, like uh, what, you know, the whole cheating stuff, like what's that all about? And I don't know if you, if you're still, you know, with him, what's going to happen? Like, what are you feeling? And then I felt like Victor decided to show his whole ass to everyone. Sasha, what does Victor Mm. tell everyone? Do you want to, do you want to share this? Our, our friend Victor says, who never cheat here? (laughs) What? Victor. <laughs> Victor was like, I'm not the first person to cheat. You know, I'm not the first. And, you know, who who here hasn't cheated? Like, when, and I love that if, people were like, uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Where did he think this was going to go? Like, even if everyone there raises their hand, that doesn't make what you did. Okay. Exactly. Like, I don't exactly. Oh, my God. And then I, all this is where Sean fumble the bag a little because why didn't she be like ellie have you cheated yeah that's that's all i would say because ellie over here oh like the body language and again i'm no body language expert but right his hand was like completely victor's hand was completely over ellie and just like holding her down i felt like and i was like girl are you okay because 
it's giving manipulation. It's giving just hot mess. And what's the reason, right? Like, what does Victor bring to the table? That's what That's I a need. Great to know. question. That is a very good question. Because at this point, it sounds like everyone's telling Ellie, run, run for the hills. This relationship's not for you. But then Ellie, I feel like, is not over this relationship by any means. It's mm-hmm. very clear to me that Ellie is someone who wants to see this relationship work, wants to put in the work. And, you know, the mention here was that initially the plans were that Victor was going to come live in the States and they had applied for their K-1 stuff. But then once the pandemic happened, they changed their plans to, ooh, I'm going to go be with Victor. But then the natural disaster happens in in Providencia. And then now he's here, but then he doesn't want to live here. He wants to go back home. And it's very clear that he, when he's talking about this, obviously it's, it's, you know, heart crushing because he's talking about how, yeah, we've been set back 60 years at home. And I don't think he wants to leave his, his people right now. Mm-mm. He wants to, you know, help rebuild, help be part of the rebuilding process there. So I feel like to him, the relationship is pretty much on hold unless they both want that. And I don't think Ellie wants that. I think Ellie wants him and wants the future with him to begin. But I don't think he can start the future together until his the future of Providencia is brighter. Yeah. And that to me was the biggest thing. Right. Like even on the podcast. Right. Like none of us can really go in on them in the same way that we have with the others because of what's going on. Right. And obviously there's so much discrepancy in how natural disasters are handled, especially in, you know, developing countries. So Providencia, like this little Island, I can't imagine that it's going to get better quick. Like it's just not happening. And that's why I think Ellie, unfortunately was right in that, you know, the whole tourist conversation where it's like, well, folks just aren't coming. How are we going to make money? And And I understand Victor, who's like, no, like, this is not a joke. You know, this is not some like reality TV BS. Like, this is real life. And that's what I think really, like, hurts my heart for him. And that's why I I can't, like, go in on him 100% or as much as I would want to. But, Mm -hmm. oh, and it's just, and I hate that, all of that. And I just wish that, you know, she is not, like, his humanitarian aid. like unless she wants to be a good person, but doesn't sound like that. She's like, I'm not your bank. And then Puya, I just, this is what I want to know. Okay. Because they, they talked a little bit about a lot of stuff, but then they started talking about the money again, because they brought, um, brought up the fight. And I love that Sean was like, well, how much money have you given him? She said $5,000. Is that real? You know, a cheeky 5k every now and then. But Joey, to me, it's like, did you give him five thousand a month? With how angry she was getting at him, like I, this can't if be it's just cumulatively 5, five grand. Yeah, cumulatively over the relationship, she said it like adds up to five k, right? Which is like what? That isn't yeah. That like, no, it's money. Don't get me wrong. It's five k, so it's still quite a bit of change. But then it's not fifty k. It's not double like five digits right yeah you know what i mean like again 5k is a lot of money like i want to make that clear but it's just 
it's more than my paycheck in a month, but I will take 5k right now. (laughs) I'm not complaining. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm just like all this over 5k. I can't, I I don't believe it. I I think she forgot a few zeros. Cause I mean, this is the thing, right? We're putting it in the context of our own relationships. I definitely, definitely like stretched out and, and paid a lot of money for stuff during my relationship with Liana. And I'm sure Liana would say the same. Yeah. That would, uh, you know, go up to that number probably. But if we're talking about how like I've done all these things and like I've done, I've given you so much and you've not given anything, you've not done anything like then I'm ex- I was expecting a lot more basically. So Cause even just the drill, right. I'm just like, what like you just just that drill was kind of expensive so how can it just be 5k like i don't think that's correct right oh my god i forgot about the drill and all the stuff going that's what on i'm saying the buying like, of the Ellie, stuff how are you a business owner and you can't do math <laughs> well you said at the start the math in math and with them and yes, i feel like correct. you were right yeah yeah but and then i just love that sean asked everyone who combines finances <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird segue of like, okay, who here combines their finances? I was, I've assumed everybody combines finances. I have not. (laughs) Ooh, interesting. Yeah, but that's because like, when you work in nonprofit in the Bay Area Mm. and then your husband works at a tech company, it's like the discrepancy is disgusting. Yeah, it's interesting because with us, like, there is a difference in the yeah. in the income from me, income from Liana. Like Liana out here definitely putting me up. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we've gone to this place where like I want to, you know, I'm like gonna I wanna buy Liana a gift. Liana's like, well, that's our money. So you shouldn't like spend on anything too big. Mm-hmm. We can discuss it. I'm like, but I want to do the action. Like, that's what I like. I want to get you something. So, but then it's like, well, it's like, we're sharing, we're spending on stuff together. So it's like, but like, I don't have, we don't have a joint account. You know what I mean? We still yeah, have, we don't have a joint account. Yeah. 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 So it's like of that way. Um, It's like, it's like sharing, but also not sharing. Yes. So. Okay. 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 I guess then we have the same. Yeah. Cause my husband yeah. will be like, well, we invested this money. And I was like, you, but yeah, we for sure. We, yeah, yeah exactly. Leon will be like, so we've got, we've got stuff in this and this and this. And I'm like, Hey, if you're saying we, I'm not going to say exactly. you. so <laughs> yeah. we, it is we're a team. <laughs> Thank you for that in- increase in interest. Thank Period. you. Exactly. <laughs> As we deserve. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand right behind you and claim some credit for these yep. decisions. <laughs> you winning all your games. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay, so that brings us to the end of Ellie and Victor. Yeah. At the end of the tell-all, they kind of had one camera follow each of the couples and get us their last words. And with Ellie and Victor, Victor was talking about, like, it is what it is, like, whatever happened in there. He's not happy at all with what Hiromi said to him. Which are we shocked? Hiromi basically said, Hey, cheater, uh, don't, you don't deserve to be with my friend. <laughs> so I think the only thing I'm going to ask at the end of each of these with you, Sasha, is do you think we'll see Ellie and Victor again? Yes or no? I cannot. Will, mm-hmm. please, God, don't do this to us. Like, who, which casting director I got to call? Just, just LMK, because even when Hiromi asked, right, do you trust him? Uh, 
Ellie just says he has anger issues and he's going to therapy, but he takes it out on me. What? How can you just like gloss over that? She like, says you, it way too casually. Yes. Like and, she's accepted this and I hate that mm-hmm. for her. So that's what I mean. So again, it's like starting from, you know, the natural disaster to where we are, like everything about this relationship, it's, it's, you know, it's too scary and too stressful for mm-hmm. it to like be on reality TV. Like they just need therapy. And I think they need to amicably separate, be done. 5K, I, Ellie, you know, get, get some of them Instagram, you know, influencer money and get the 5K back, girl, because this is not needed. <laughs> we'll go back to your pizza joint. Also like that. that. Was, yeah. I mean, I'll take, I'm going to take Asia's word. At the premiere, Asia said yeah. the pizza's good. And I'm, I'm, I trust Asia. So there we go. Exactly. So that, yeah, that's where I am with these two, where I hope not. Um, they can ride off into the sunset doing whatever the hell they want to do. Hot right. <laughs> but boring. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is that I was, it was dull. It was very dull. The yes. big thing for me would have been the, them talking about the cheating stuff. Cause like, you know, it's similar to Corey and Evelyn where, they were dull, but then the cheating stuff did kind of, or the we were on a break stuff did inject quite a bit of intrigue for mm-hmm. me, even though I don't really mess with them like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to a perfect segue. Let's just talk about Corey and Evelyn next then. Oh, yes. So Corey and Evelyn come in, okay, and they're both via Zoom. None of them have come to the U.S. That's fine. We're fine with that. Um, I just want to point this out. I, I do have it in my Steven notes, but I'm just going to bring it up here. Steven has the audacity of looking at Evelyn and being like, wow, Evelyn, this is the most modest I've ever seen you dress before. How is Steven still standing up straight is my question. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's still amongst us. That, and like thank no you. one has decked him. Right, thank you, right? And how does Corey the like what like you know, I need a word for Corey because it's just what a droopy dog looking person. Because he's just like like that, you know? And it's just like you're so <laughs> like off into, you know, on another planet when can you imagine if someone said that? Like if someone said that to me about my partner. It'd be a wrap. Like, I'd be like, who do you think you're talking to, fool? Like, even on his worst days or her worst days, she's still looking better than your crusty $2 Walmart self. Like, shut up. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, is that some people will, like, let's say, like, if it's someone who I respect or whose opinion matters to me, even they're getting suplex. Like, I don't right. care. Like, you just don't talk like that. But then when it's Steven, it's like, especially like, I don't, I, it's like, I can't believe I'm getting lip from the dude who like performed oral to a wine glass this season. Like, are you joking me? <laughs> well, it looks like his tongue does a lot of things. Oh <laughs> my God. I literally, I almost just want to skip to him and ignore I three know. of these couples, but we got to do our due diligence no, let's, here, sadly. Let's it's just, but it, the point is that. He, I do want to also point out, um, and I was going to ask you about too, is like when I didn't realize that Corey, um, was part of the LDS church, but which brings up a lot of this like weirdo overlap because Steven was on 10 when it came to Evelyn and Corey. Like he was like, Oh, I bet Corey's in alone. You know, he has Jenny to keep him company. 
Who the what? I, Sir. <laughs> it was very clear that Steven had deduced, okay, if at any point I know I'm going to get roasted tonight, mm-hmm. but I can always trust that I can go after Corey because I think he's the second worst person besides me here. So I think I can go in on him because he kept like taking it back to being shady towards Corey. And yes. it was like out of character almost like I didn't like you don't seem like the type to roast. So I don't know why you're trying this. But I'm also, failing. like you said, Corey's like a golden retriever, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, just dumb. And and he just let like he just let Steven get away with it. And I would have, you know, no one else would have let that happen. So that's probably why he did it, right? Like I'm assuming they the cast has met up in some way, shape, or form. So he must know Corey's like vibe. Cause mm-hmm. oh, if ever someone thought that that was an okay thing to say to me or my partner, like oh, God, it's just it makes me so angry, and we haven't even gotten into them because of all the lip this like little kid was giving for what? Like you look like Fabio's poop, like that's what you look like. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that Stephen has derailed us like this, but yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, let's come back. Let's come back. Yeah. All right, Sasha, set us up. Set us up with the Corey and Evelyn of it all here. Yes. So we, you know, immediately start and. Evelyn is already right, like not having it. Like she's just they they've been kind of chiming at each other the whole time. And the biggest thing before they get started, you know, in the pre-taping, we found out that she is the most frustrated because she feels like she's finding things out after they got married, even though, you know, she he told her that, hey, I've told you everything, you're good. But it seems like watching the ep- the show is what she means is where she's mm-hmm. discovered more stuff so that's already like put him at a major l major disadvantage like and you could tell on his face like he he knows that he just kind of needs to take the pe- beating and move on and get through it so that's kind of where and then finally sean goes to them like the end right there's our last segment so it's it's been simmering and finally you know Corey is talking about how he got Evelyn a therapist. Oh my god, that reveal That's not like was the first thing. So dumb. It's like you not even a shared like couples counseling, <laughs> you got her someone. Interesting, Corey, very interesting. Yeah, because like, you are not the one on record this season for showing signs of hiding stuff uh about lying about uh, manipulating the situation not owning up on your mistakes like it took them seeing someone for Corey to fix himself almost so you need to keep seeing someone and that's the thing is that the minute we saw Corey and Evelyn they're like yeah we got married but since then everything's been really bad yes and Corey's been put on like thin ice and he's on his like final warning again all all over but these final warnings don't mean anything, right? Like, never. that's what we've gotten from these two. Because, I mean, the whole time, right, Evelyn is speaking, her sisters come in, his um brother and sister-in-law come in, and she's just, like, so distraught, but, like, she's still with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, that is the true fact here, is that that's not changed. I feel like Corey's on his 17th last chance yeah. at this point, so... 
him and Steven competing for last chances. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of where, and then we, for more than anyone else, I feel like we got a lot more clips of them. So we get the penis or balls, whatever, soup clip. And, yes. uh, I love that, the iconic line. Do you have a problem with me? It's like, yeah. They have a problem with you. So it looks like Leslie and Lipsy, uh, Evelyn's sisters are there. And, you know, they're still talking about how they hate Corey. And we know that she isn't happy. And that's why, you know, they're, they're taking their frustration for their sister's unhappiness out on him as they should, honestly. And, um, I love that Evelyn literally said she doesn't want to love him, but they're still together. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> yeah the the sisters really held back zero um here they to his face were like yeah no we don't we don't regret giving him the the ball soup you know he needs to become a man and have balls so we gave him some and like like that kind of energy the whole way through and i was like yo you're not holding back but also you know, Corey is literally letting Steven say whatever he wants. And if we're going traditional, what's a man? Like, he's not standing up for his partner, which is not a good, good sign, good mm-hmm. place. Um, but no, they kept, they kept bashing on him. Like, Corey's not a real man. And like, they're speaking, um, uh, what, well, what, Spanish? Spanish, I say? Spanish yeah. yeah. I think Spanish. Spanish. It, yeah. And then who is, who, I think Victor is picking up what they're saying. No, sorry. Yes. Um, and Armando is picking up what they're saying, and they were like, "Dude, stop it! Like you're going <laughs> in on this guy." Corey, you know what Corey is? He's a defenseless receiver. Like he is unguarded. Oh, you're a football team. You mean you're? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Are you throwing jabs at my fantasy team that's one and eleven right now? Yes. Really? <laughs> like that is so mean of you. Who's like literally ten and two to talk to me? Is one and eleven? Oh, your team? Mm-mm. Okay, Sasha, I see. I'm just here. kidding. You know, I had to. It was right there. What do you mean? Yeah, you knew it was a wound, too. So, um, listen, I'm sad. Puya still had the best team out of all of us. I want to make that I clear. Have, I have a screenshot that proves that I drafted yes. the best, but whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got the on. best draft. You just got the best grade. The grades matter. Just <laughs> obviously, same school kids. Grades just C's get degrees. Okay. That's what I've been taught. 100%. Oh my <laughs> God. But yes. And speaking of, you know, C level people, um, Corey's sibling, Matt brother is there. And I didn't even realize that was the, the sister in law because <laughs> they look like siblings to me. They did. I found their outfits very interesting. Oh my God. Yes, everyone. Um, I saw a tweet on um on Twitter. Obviously, I saw a picture <laughs> of a tweet that says, "Um, this is exactly how I thought Mormons would dress." <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny! It's it's just it, it really felt like um they were like dr- like they knew what they were doing. They knew they were going to be on TV, and they wanted to get like screenshotted. You know what I mean? Yes. Because everyone else was kind of dressed somewhat casually or like, you know, they went all out with them. I was like, this feels staged a little bit, but hey, I don't know them that well. But no, this entire family meeting with the sisters and then the brother was a complete hot mess. And and no one was happy with anything at all. And it was just awkward. And I still don't get it, you know, because the the. 
Corey's siblings issue, right, is that, oh, we just don't think Evelyn is right for you, la la la. But they still didn't show up to the wedding. And it seems like they just like haven't had their brothers back. And what's the worst, I think, is that their dad passed away. So mm. I, I'm assuming with COVID and losing a parent not that long ago, right? Like he is so like a mess. Obviously we yes. know that he's a mess. And why aren't you supporting your brother? Right. And I'm not saying support his actions, but just like support him and understand him. But instead it seems like Matt, Corey's brother is blaming Evelyn and uh, Corey is blaming what's her name? Taylor. And yeah. it's just like, what are, like, how have your parents raised you that you can't take any accountability? Two, like just zero. two brothers blaming their wives. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like, what is going on here? And honestly, I had like kind of defended the brother when mm-hmm. we had first found that he wasn't going to go to the wedding because I thought it was a, the reason was COVID. I thought it's a pandemic. I'm not trying to get on a plane. I'm not yeah. trying to travel. Like, please respect my decisions. But when you're not bringing it up here and you're blaming Evelyn, then exactly. I believe, okay, no, you did not F with her. That's why you didn't show up. Okay, noted. Yeah, because he's basically saying, well, Evelyn is mean to us. And when she was in America, a place where she was all alone and she didn't have anyone to talk to and she probably didn't have a car to leave your compound, she did wasn't nice to us. And it's like, really? You sound worse than Kenny's kids. And that's saying something. Ooh, cannot wait to hear what you have to think about Kenny's kids. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, but these two, like, again, to me, they also all look the same. Sorry. Um, like Kenny's kids and Matt and Taylor. I keep forgetting her name, but I was like, hmm, this is also weird. But it's just Matt was like a fumbling, bumbling, like, weirdo just being like, our situation is different when Leslie was kind of standing up for like Corey, but actually just for her sister. So, you know, it's just all of this was happening. And then, of course, our bestie Steven had to jump in, right? And be like, he has Jenny to keep him company. Loser. Yeah. Behavior. Yeah. Like, oh, Corey's not alone. He has, he has Jenny. And he said it kind of awkwardly. And it was like, mm-hmm. yo, no one respects you. So this isn't even a good dig. It's just you being a dick. Like, yeah. Stop like, it. say it with your chest, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, that being it, said, it. yeah. Um, can we talk about the fact that uh, Corey's uh, Corey's brother saw the the bull the bull <laughs> testicle soup and said, "Yeah, that was not cool, but it was very funny." Like, yeah. come on! Even <laughs> the brother was like, "That was funny." Okay, that was good. <laughs> Corey's reaction to it, I'm telling you, was the funniest. Do you not like me? It's like, where have you been for the past seven years, dude? I mean, it took the it took the soup to get there. Apparently. Until then, he was not sure. Apparently, good soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and then apparently, because Stephen had to bring this up. Sean is like so segue into Corey cheating. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, perfect. Thank you for that. Thank you for that work, uh, Stephen. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right. All right, Corey. So here's some stuff that happened during the season with you and Jenny. And then shows the clip of him meeting up with Jenny when he went to like officially break things up with her and all that stuff. And 
this was awkward because the minute the scene is shown, you can see Evelyn like doesn't mess with him and she's keeping distance from him on like the little side, but picture in picture. And then yeah. <laughs> uh, when the, when the, um uh the producers ask him in that video, like, do you have feelings for Jenny? And he's like, Oh, that's a hard question, man. Y'all got some tequila back there or something. And she was like, you said no to me. So already you're lying again. And these wounds are just getting opened one by one by one because I fully believe that the narrative that Corey keeps trying to spin with Evelyn is one of let me just, you know, cover up the the dam with as many fingers as I can and not actively try and repair it permanently Mm -hmm. because to our faces, he was very much like, oh, I don't know. I have feelings for Jenny, but then Terry's like, it didn't matter. We barely spoke. But then you have Jenny being like, our relationship was perfect. Like, <laughs> Jenny's like, this was best relationship ever. Like, what the hell? Oh my, yeah. And again, why doesn't he, like, he's so dumb that he doesn't even think maybe I should lie to the producers. What are you mm-hmm. losing? Uh, maybe they gave him too many tequila shots and that's why he was being so honest. <laughs> but- because that's the only reason. Because it's like, no, are you an he's idiot? dummy. He's a dummy. He's an idiot. That's the one. He's an idiot. Oh, he's so <laughs> bad at all of this. And then he's just like constantly. He's like, oh, I need tequila. Can you imagine if someone took you back and you're over here just acting a ratchet mess? And that's what he's doing. First of all, I can't. Oh, I would have left. At least she cursed at him, you know. Because the other women are, or yeah, I think it's all women that are. The men are the cheating in this moment. But anyway, all the women, you know, yeah, are usually like um, man, Mm. man, man. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Great job, Mm -hmm. fellas. We did it. Like, damn it, man. Literally, the best representation we have on the season is Kenny and Armando. The only two men (laughs) that are worth anything are seeing each other. Like, (laughs) couple. (laughs) exactly Uh, yeah so that's what I mean it's just like so all these women are so docile and at least Evelyn is like cursing at him yelling at him so I appreciate that piece at least but it's just oh my god it's so bad and like the sad part here is that we know Evelyn you know her family is all about you get we like the family basically operates along the eight mile rule where you only get one shot. So you're married that this was your one, one shot, one opportunity mom's oh, spaghetti. God. Like you got to fix it now if you have any problems. So, and, and I think Evelyn's having a hard time, with it, obviously mm-hmm. that's gone unnoticed. That's definitely not gone unnoticed. Yeah. So now as far as they go, it really does feel like they're going to be on the mend. They're going to try and work stuff out. Yeah, and I feel like if not for her parents, though, she would definitely divorce him. Here's the thing: just leave him. But I also personally believe that he has too much money. Like, sorry, he's given her a lot of money, and I feel like that's why it's just not gonna happen. Because he gave her money for the bar, and I think they have opened a second bar, and. I, I think it's a cash cow. So she's like, I got to put up with this. God, <laughs> why me? Well, we'll see. Because like to me as well, the other thing is, um, I just, I feel like she has definitely fallen in love with this guy. Like mm-hmm. no matter what, like she's like, I hate him, but he's my guy, you know? Yeah. So 
I feel like that's the other part of it. We'll see if this whole therapy plan pays any dividends. We'll see. Um, but I will say if we don't see them ever again, my oh. life is fine. Yeah. The only time I watch their story is when I have to come on this podcast. Like every other time I'm like, there's no reason. Like it's You're fast so forwarding. awful. Yeah. Like they're so boring. And then they're like, I mean, Evelyn, like I said, I have not liked her until this tell all. This is the first time I've been like, okay, like I see your points uh, where she's, <laughs> she's admitting they're so vicious. They're so toxic. Uh, and I love that Ari was like, yeah, you could get a therapist to help you break up. Like that's a thing too. And Sean is like, we're going to end it now. <laughs> <laughs> Sean was like, uh, shh, stop it. All right. right? You, got, you got your own baggage to deal with coming up in a bit here. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. So that's, yeah. So that's kind of where we leave them. I don't know. I feel like TLC loves them for some reason, but I'm over them. I don't know. I've been over them, I think, since season one or when we saw them. Yeah, no, same. I've, I've just felt like they don't give me enough for me to care about. This might be the most, um, the best season they've had with the whole like, ooh, the Jenny of it all. But mm -hmm. even that, once the reveal happened with the Jenny, then it really did feel like they, I don't remember one of the, one of our guests mentioned this, but like that they kind of almost refilmed stuff that had happened. Yeah. So it, it just felt like, oh, they're mad at each other oh they're like definitely separated he's living alone oh no but wait now they're back suddenly and then the next day they're getting married like the timeline was all messy after that so personally i care for them not and i hope we don't see them but if we see them next season i'm not surprised you know yeah it, exactly how i feel it's just i think they're gonna you know milk this for all this is worth like they're very much the tlc cash cows easily like no dispute about it too yeah, they're easily that. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's hop over to the next couple here. And that is Steven and Alina. I've been waiting for this. They they opened the show with this. The reunions gave us Steven and Alina first. And I could tell why they easily I think I have the most notes on Steven and Alina here. Yes. Same. Even though it's like, what a ratchet. Again, another one. <laughs> he again I feel like we got the most out of his mouth with regards mm -hmm. to um, comments on other people on the show and like then his own stuff I feel like given what we heard in this reunion Alina is so so dumb for still being 100%. I think she's a, she's really young, right? She's like 19. I think this oh. is her first real relationship too. 100. Can you imagine? I don't know if you dated at 19, but if it, even if you liked someone, imagine being married to them and now, oh god. Imagine breaking the suit, like starting Ooh. your dating career with flipping Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, my high school boyfriend cheated on me, but even then, like he was better than Cory, uh, uh, Steven. God, they're all the same. But even then, it's like my god, I can't because that's who I was dating at nineteen. I cannot imagine being married to him. But I was dumb, and I was like, oh, but I love him. What? That's not real love. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too for me. It's like I think about who I was seeing when I was nineteen. 
I don't, I can't picture being with them now. No, thank and you. And <laughs> I, you know, with that one too, is like, for me, it's the same where I saw so many faults. I can see them now, but mm. then I was like, no, 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 it's fine. They, you know, they probably don't see what they're doing. Yeah. They probably don't see how it's bothering and I'm being hurt here. Um, it's fine. I'll deal with it. And then now I'm like, I can't believe I wasted that time. Like yes. that was awful. <laughs> and you think you're so grown that you're like, oh, I'm you know everything. get through it, stupid. Yeah, I was like, oh, but I can I can fix them. Nope, nope. you can't. You're not Bob the Builder, Puya. Shut up. Like that's also, not gonna happen. What are we? You know, do we work at Abercrombie that we're over here trying to unpack the baggage? Like, what are like are we, you know, some like butlers? No. We're not. Yeah, we don't need to I unpack just, this baggage. Nineteen year old me listening to Drake and really yeah. thinking that I can I can change her. Like you stupid oh Yeah. yeah. He, this guy is like great now. Like he has a family. I'm sure there and he's actually married to someone that, you know, we were friends with in high school. I'll just leave it at Ooh. that. But uh it's just <laughs> I'm just like well, thank God that I was not dumb enough to like keep being with him. Like, thank you, God. Yeah, we live and we learn, right? That's yeah, the, that's the beauty of it. But Alina, girl, <laughs> you made it official, so you are dumb. Uh, and then oh. Stephen, like from the start, right, is like, I'm the worst person, and he's constantly telling Victor that too. He's like, yeah, maybe Corey is not worse than maybe Corey, but. I, I think I'm the worst person in this room. And I love how Corey's like, well, I'm not in the room. So it's you. Yeah. He's like, technically, I'm not in the room. So you're the only idiot here. Love that. For me. That was the only time Corey clapped back, which is actually phenomenal. Yes. Um, can we? T- okay. Let's talk about how rude Steven is. Because Steven definitely came in knowing that he's going to get roasted. I've already mentioned mm-hmm. this. But then he like goes after people that are actively looking out for him. Steven immediately for one of his first confessionals was, yeah, Kenny looks a lot older in person than he yeah. does on TV. Talk about rude as hell, especially when fast forward to the end of the um the end of the show, mm-hmm. Kenny literally goes up to Steven and gives him advice on how he should go about his life. Can you imagine being Kenny right now watching this back? <laughs> oh, if I watched this back as Kenny unfriended delete delete the instagram un unfollow on twitter i'm blocking you then unblocking you so that you get removed out of every mm-hmm. group chat you're in shut up you're done you're done steven you're cut off literally like not not him put you know trying to make kenny look dumb like there's no way you can get away with that steven because i'm here to drag this loser this like walmart fabio really you know what no walmart walmart is too classy for you. So What's Walmart that? has some good deals sometimes. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to say dollar store because I love the dollar store. So what you know, whatever think of the worst store you have been to, that's who this type of loser is. What's What's the worst store you've been to? Can you think of that off the top of your head? I know. I I mean it has to be Walmart in a lot of ways, but also like I grew up in uh Oklahoma where when we were bored at night, we went to Walmart to have fun. So, like, good times. I feel like I'm thinking it's giving me food court. Like, some food courts. Sabaros. Oh, my God. 
Sapporo's <laughs> imitation pizza. Yes. He's imitation crab. That's what he is. I mean, I've never had crab, but I'm assuming it's bad. Oh, no. The imitation crab is actually delicious. Oh, just okay. kidding. What do I know? It, it's oh. one of those things where it's like, I'm not telling people I'm out here eating it, but I like it. <laughs> He's like fake cheese or, you know, something like awful or like the impossible burger, which I know is like fine, but it's we'll like find he, something. He's not what it is. Tweet us. Tweet us what he actually. Yeah. Is. Everyone tweet what you would just dis- the what what's the worst thing you can think of. That's yes. like not like a cuss word or an insult, but like a f- item or a store or something. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Because I curse words, I got it. I can I can do it in three languages. I mean, we could do that easy. But, yeah. You know, we're trying to keep it friendly here. Exactly. <laughs> So, Hostile to Steven, but friendly to yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. So then Alina talks about uh, nothing's really changed with them. She feels like Steven doesn't listen and doesn't want to hear her point of view. And Sean kind of goes right into the cuts into the chase and says, hey, um, Steven, have you been talking to other women? <laughs> and Steven takes a pregnant pause. Um, and it's a pregnant with like triplets pause. It's like a longer pause. What is nine? Like, That's <laughs> it. <laughs> We're on live TV. This guy's keeping it silent. And then yes. they come back and they're like, um, Steven, what's going on? In the middle of all this, Steven's like switching to Russian and asking Alina, like, is it okay if I talk about this? Like, is this cool? And people are like, why are you talking Russian now? Speak English. And we find out, Sasha, we find out that yes he has been speaking with other women specifically nine other women because nine girls sent him inappropriate messages throughout this past season and they've sent him some nudes they sent him some boobs and he said boobs and he said he sent messages back encouraging them and they're like uh what did you send back steven steven's like Oh, um, I sent you know not not nudes, fully clothed, but like I I texted them like a picture of my a selfie with like my tongue out of a long tongue, oh. and I would write, "Wow, I have a long tongue, but I don't know how to use it." It was at this point of the me watching when I realized, how is Alina still on this call? This is so embarrassing. I would leave right now and never look back. This is my question, right? Like. Is the clout that important? Or, and this is this is my question for she's all young. these men. She's yeah, like, she's young. Again, she's young and dumb. She's. I remember being that age, right? I was like, oh, I can, I can. Let me, like, let me f- help. Let me fix you. Let me. I'm the. But my like, boyfriend was, was like hot. You know, like he's good looking. So but he's just like listen, he's a loser. She won him. He won her over with his little gestures, his tactical the, gifts, the and Amazon his, Bible. Yeah. Oh, the I'm gonna I'm gonna grab all the cats and make them hostages at our oh wedding. That God. worked out for her. So it's that those little like he does have these moments of romantic gestures where we have seen like that I thought is his not proposal, a romance. No, no, no. Please. But his proposal was good. I thought his proposal oh, yeah. was good. Like mm-hmm. that was good. So for her, those things are appealing. But this is easily her number one biggest thing was I don't want you to talk to other women, which I've discussed before. I don't think you can just tell someone, hey, everyone of the opposite gender you can't talk to. Yeah. But especially if you're Steven and you've shown a pattern of behavior like this, then I completely get where she's coming from. And no matter what my opinion, he agreed to those terms. So he should respect those terms. He's not respecting those terms. But then also it's not like. They sent him an image, a nude, and he's like, 
oh, hi, uh, thank you for that, but, you know, whatever. He's actively trying to get them encouraged, but then he's also sending pictures and saying, you want to know what this tongue do? Like, shut up! What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, what's that mouth do, though? Like, that's literally what he's saying. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I have to know, like, maybe the you and I are not the people to answer this, but, like, is his penis big? You know, like, what is it about this man? No! He's on 90 Day! Sasha Colty was getting guys, images like this. People message Big Ed. Like if you're well, on big, 90, yeah. you get the DMs. You just do, no matter who you are. I guess Kenny too, right? As a Kenny kid. literally yeah. was like, I got nudes from women. And like I don't like women. And and Kenny mentioned that him and Armando had FaceTimed with Steven and Alina yes. and had basically told them, Listen, you're gonna get pictures, you're gonna get messages, just ignore them. Just ignore them. And Steven didn't ignore them. And what was it? Did they have a little fight? And then in the middle of that fight, that's when he started talking to, talking yes, to other they, women? Yeah, they had stopped talking for like two weeks, which again, it's giving me Ross and Rachel. We were on a break. And yeah. it's just like, but you married. So there's no break, sir, for one. And secondly, it's like, if you were on a break, then take some moments. But instead, this is what really frustrated me, actually. And like, not in a haha, I want to drag you away in like a you're sick way because he was like yeah I have so much repressed sexual energy that I want to have threesome what like do you really think that if you repress sexual a threesome is going to fix that like this man is like oh I'm Mormon you know I want to be monogamous blah 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 instead he's playing Monopoly right and it's just like oh I hate him (laughs) and like that is I think everyone's issue right no one is shaming anyone like both yeah. on the show and on this very panel with me and you. No one is shaming anyone for having a high sex drive or wanting sex or wanting, That's you know, sex Good positive. Yeah, sex positive, no kink shaming, nothing. The problem is he's not practicing what he preaches. When he initially starts talking to um Alina, he's the one that wants them to sleep separate rooms. He didn't want intimacy. He wanted them to remain pure and, and, you know, until their wedding night kind of vibes. So he was saying all of this stuff, but then he's doing all this other stuff. And that's not cool. That is not cool. That's not a good thing. And, and I don't remember who it was who mentioned this. Um, I think it was. I think Corey mentioned it at one point. And yeah. was it Armando was the other person that mm-hmm. had mentioned this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's they're both cool. Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, it- and oh my God, I need to bring this up though. Yes. And then um, they're like, you can't, yeah, you talk about how you're an active member of the church, but then you do all these things. And Corey was like, listen, I grew up in the, in the church because then Steven tried to be like, well, you can't really tell me this stuff. And Corey's like, right, but I didn't say I'm like a practicing Mormon. I'm not following the teaching of the church but you have been preaching it and you're doing this and then in the most unbelievable part of this whole tell-all for me sasha steven quotes nelson mandela and says one time (laughs) nelson mandela was asked if he was a saint and he said i'm only a saint if sinners who keep trying are saints and I about just stopped watching the show. Right. And this was like, at the start of the show. Yes. I literally, Puya, I was like, the, you know, like if you were like, Siri, look up, you know, white privilege in the dictionary, right? Like Steven would come up 
because just everything about him, the way he gets away with stuff, right? Like, it's the <laughs> And then to sit there and quote Nelson, what? Who do you think you are? Oh my God. Like the absolute chutzpah for him to, for, you know, for him, put his lips together and then put this stupid ass tongue together to like say this. Like he was literally sitting there. Let me Google. Let me Google some, some nonsense, right? How, how to drag and how to make myself look good before I go on the show. Cause think about how he didn't quote scripture. He's going, he quoted Nelson Mandela. I've seen you, Stephen. I did not have this on my list. And like, again, it just shows me that Stephen doesn't agree with what he said earlier. Stephen earlier said, I think I might be the worst person here except for Corey. But then are you saying that Nelson Mandela's worse than everyone but you and Corey here? You dumb? No. Well, so, probably for Steven, because of <laughs> how he thinks. I'm just kidding. Right. I mean, he doesn't see any faults in, in his actions. And I think that is the biggest offense of this yeah. entire season, is that he doesn't see what he's done wrong, and he's doing it so unapologetically that it's it's just one of those things where I I don't know, because I think I think ultimately if I was to see this from the outside I definitely think he has like an addiction a sex addiction potentially and it's something that he is not um, he doesn't know how to go about and again he he does think the solution is to have the threesome and bring that up with with Alina but then that's not really the case because that's something Alina doesn't want so that's not going to make your relationship better if anything that's going to put some strain on your relationship further, but then we get some never before seen footage after this. We find out that before they got married, Steven met up with his ex-girlfriend Vanessa to get some advice on how to go about the relationship. And Vanessa is my MVP of the tell-all. Period, period, period. It was so great. So Vanessa and him, they show us the footage. Vanessa and him are sitting at like by this like water or something. And he's asking Vanessa some stuff about how to go about his, you know, treating her and everything. And Vanessa's like, dude, you keep messaging women. She's like, you still messaged me the other day. And we're like, you look really good on my picture. That's inappropriate. You don't do that to your girlfriend. And then he was like, well, what should I do? And she's like, I'm not here to teach you how to be a man. You got to figure that stuff yourself. Please stop contacting me and walked away. Oh, and that's the best line I've ever heard in my life. And I can't wait to use it on every single man I meet. But it's literally, she said, <laughs> I'm not your teacher on your path to manhood. Don't speak to me again. I mean, Vanessa from the top rope. Like, mm-hmm. wow. You know, what an amazing woman. And she dragged him to hell. That man didn't know what to do. He didn't know his head from his ass when she said that. Okay. And Oh, it was so beautiful. And I, she, Vanessa actually said that, he, oh, sorry, I don't think we introduced that part yet, but she showed up <laughs> to. Oh, yeah, the go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's here. Um, which at first I was like, oh, what? They got receipts on his ass. Um, and yeah, she's here. And I, actually disagree with Vanessa because she says, you know, Sean asked her where, if she was okay with sitting, you know, by Steven, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, Vanessa, you know, says, oh, he's not dangerous. I just, you know, want to support Elena, which I don't believe is true. I believe he's dangerous. I think he has like 
kind of sociopathic tendencies and, you know, or narcissism, whatever. I'm not here to diagnose, but feels it. And I feel like he is dangerous to the women because he's manipulating them. And, you know, he obviously has a type because Vanessa then shares that she was having a faith crisis when she met him and he was fronting, you know, as like this faithful man wanting to be in a monogamous relationship. Oh, and then the next girl he goes to is Alina. Well, you know, there's a bunch of stops on the way, but he, you know, yeah. he's married to Alina, who is also a 19-year-old, like, child. Yeah, so that's a great point that you bring up in that. So when, when Vanessa comes through, Vanessa's whole thing is, I'm here to warn Alina. That's why she's here. That's all she cares about is to warn Alina. And when we are, we find out that her and Steven dated for a total of four months. And she mentioned that she was coming off a faith crisis when she met him. And then he was going to Russia and she had told him, you can date other people. That's fine. Just please, for me, don't go all the way. Mm-hmm. Sex. He went all the way thrice with three different people. So he broke the one thing he, he agreed not to do there with her. And ultimately, Vanessa said, I don't think he's going to change, Alina. I think he's showing signs that that that, that didn't change before it's not changing now divorce him and alina said i can't walk away i simply cannot do that i have a hope that he loves me enough that he's going to change which is exactly what i said at that age i felt the same way i was like you i i can fix you i can do we can do this together we can grow together Ugh, no it's not true no. it's really not he no. they're never gonna change for you they won't yeah. they might change for the next person because they see you know how they messed up but they're not changing for you man don't man everyone we are too pretty to be dealing with these losers okay <laughs> well and, and i go back to this season right and again this didn't get brought up during the reunion but steven Mm. literally made Alina drop something that she enjoyed, which was, you know, getting a glass of wine here and there and enjoying that. She stopped that for him. So she actively changed something in her life that she enjoyed, but Steven simply cannot. And Steven keeps bringing up the, I can't, these like repressing these urges is so difficult for me. Relationships are hard, dude. Like they're hard in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And there are some stuff that we can, you know, combat, individually there's some things we need the support of friends or family or loved ones or partners to combat and then there's stuff that we might need the help of counseling or therapy to combat like there's many different solutions to our problems and and to things that we're trying to fix um so i'm not saying it's a one size fix all like oh um alina can't like doesn't drink so you shouldn't do this like maybe it's harder for him whatever you are showing no signs of wanting to change that by behaving mm-hmm. this way, by sending these messages, by literally sending tongue pictures. Like you are not mm-hmm. showing what you are preaching. And ultimately, we all want more for Alina. Uh, literally, Vanessa wants more for Alina. Sadly, Alina thinks that it can change. And that is something that we can't change. Yeah, it's so hard. I, I maybe Alina's family, you know, can like come um and save her because to me it's just like she is a child. Like I mean, she's an adult legally, but I just mean like she's actually a kid. And the fact that this loser is her husband, and you know, she she just 
looked so like sad and distraught. Uh, but it's just, he's disgusting. Like what a loser. And he's just, you know, he's literally preying on her and he's using fate as a, like an, a cloak and dagger, you know, to do all of his dirt to say like, well, when I, you know, I couldn't do anything cause I was a Mormon, but over here having sex with not only in America, in a whole nother country. But then mm-hmm. he's like, but we can't drink wine. We can't have coffee. Like everything coming out of his mouth, including his tongue, is nonsense and like needs to just like go in a hole somewhere well, and never what be seen you, again. <laughs> what did you think about the back and forth him and Ari had yes. after? So Ari says, well, you know, Stephen, it's really not fair to Alina for you to have one foot in and one foot out, which very fair statement from Ari. Mm-hmm. Stephen claps back immediately, though, and says, oh, that's funny coming from someone. I don't know what kind of impression I can do for, for Stephen. But well, that's funny coming from someone who literally abandoned their husband. And it was like, oh, God, um, this is awkward. And then but Ari kind of firmed it and was like, listen, I did not abandon my partner. You are literally doing X, Y, Z. I was like, I hate, I don't like either of you. Please stop talking and taking airtime here i don't want right this. like kenny drag yes <laughs> and then i love that he's like oh i um you know i like had a fleeting moment i love how ari just kept going nine fleeting moments yeah like you really I, had nine bro stop it again a fleeting moment is if he replied oh hey with like a little X or something and then was like wait what am i doing no i can't do this that's a fleeting moment Mm-hmm. Nine replies and pictures is that moment grew legs and and did the whole Olympics four times over. That is a, more than a fleeting <laughs> moment. Stop it. Yeah, and like, ugh, and of all the things to do, you know, like, I don't know what to do with. I would. Can I say this? I would have rather he sent nudes. Like, yes. I would have been a yes. lot less grossed out if yep. it was nudes. <laughs> like, no lie. 100% <laughs> agreed. I'm sure those women thought that, too. They were like, I don't want to see this. And it's like, I, mean, I, I need clout. That's I mean, what that's they were the wanting. Thing, you know, PSA to anyone going on TV ever. If someone reaches out to you after you've been on a TV show, fully expect them to leak that shit. Because yes. they literally, all they did was they took the stuff he said and then they took screenshots and sent it to Alita. So that's all they were there for. They were not messing with him like that. I don't know. And they, they probably were weren't even their mess. boobs. It was probably off of like Google. And they were right. like, this is me. And then this loser just falls <laughs> into it. You know who he reminds me of? I finally figured it out because I had to Google this. But Randall, the snitch from Recess. Oh my god, let me look this up real quick. Yeah, um, I don't know if you watch Recess, but it's been um, a minute. Yeah, but in, I literally had to Oh Google my the god. From Recess. No. <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> Everyone Google Randall from the Recess cuz that's exactly what this man reminds me of. But Randall like was better. And that's sick that I'm saying this. But it's it's horrendous what he's doing. And I love that Vanessa's even trying to tell Alina, like, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. You know, divorce is hard, but leave him. How hard can this divorce be? You've been married right. like two minutes. Like, come on. Um, I mean, emotionally, yes, but I just mean like taxing wise. And, um, and then she also talks about, you know, like, this is what he told me last time as well. But Alina just says, no, thank you. I will be giving him another chance. 
and this is the last chance yeah Yeah, this is the last chance we'll wait and see honestly i think we're gonna see them again i don't think there's a world where steven and alina do not make another appearance on this show they were this season's brandon and julia they are literally like you've got the the dumb dodo guy and the young girl who's like you know dealing with his nonsense they're gonna be back a hundred percent and honestly I need them back because it is fun dunking on Steven. I'm exactly. not going to lie to Exactly. No, it's been so much fun. Like, I don't feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. you are an idiot. You're using religion as a crutch. Like, go. Like, go to hell. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to see what happens and where we're going to pick up with them, whether we're going to see them on the other way or unhappily mm-hmm. ever after. I don't know, but we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say, sorry, is that mm. Stephen, I think Kirsten tweeted this, but, you know, Stephen talked about how he hopes that, you know, feeling this bad, like, helps him not do bad, more bad things. Oof, and, red flag. Like, does, <laughs> yeah, right? I I want to, like, use that. If I ever mess up, I'm be like, you know, this feeling, it'll help me not mess up again. What? Um, And and then I think Kirsten, too, someone tweeted it, uh, like, that he has a, you know, embarrassment kink. Because it has to be, because he's just out here dragging himself through the mud, dragging Alina, dragging his family, his religion. He does not care. He's everyone's getting it from him. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Steven has been fascinating from the minute we laid eyes on him, and I feel like that's not going to stop. And again, if at any point someone says that they're hoping that the terribleness, the feeling terrible, is what's going to cause them the change. That's never going to be the case. Change mm-hmm. happens if you want it to happen. So we'll keep an eye on old Steven and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm hoping he comes back for the other 90 day the other way into the next season that I'm okay with. Yeah. But that means that that's a year from now. And I need that year. Please give me the year. I need that year to recover. Thank you. I know. I really need to look them up on social media to see like what they're <laughs> doing. But unfortunately, I'm sure she's still with him. Pathetic. Yeah. Well, at the end of it, Steven did say that he felt humiliated and mission accomplished. All right. So yep. then let's go to a couple that I've already talked about them being the best two men on the show. It's Kenny and Armando. Let's be real. Sasha, we could just leave it at that because it's Kenny and Armando. Bless their hearts, but they didn't, a lot didn't happen here. Yeah. For them. It's like <laughs> their drama started and it seemed exciting initially, but then it just wasn't there. It was just like fleeting moment gone. So Kenny's in the States. Armando isn't. Um, Hannah's doing great. We find out that Kenny's in the States because um, his daughter Cassidy's about to give birth to her kid like relatively soon. Um, then Debbie and Virginia are, are there ready to go, ready to mm-hmm. talk about stuff. Cassie and her, uh, Cassie and her husband are there and Armando's mom and sister are also there on call. And basically the entire segment for them revolved around this whole adoption versus having our own baby conversation. Yeah. Oh my word. Like. When did this, when did Kenny and Armando's life become everyone else needs to weigh in on? It's, it is a lot of opinions. And I feel like I, I covered this pretty in depth with Chappelle mm-hmm. where we, we were like, okay, we kind of get what the kids are saying. They feel abandoned by their yeah. dad. Okay. That makes sense. And we kind of see what, um, Kenny and Armando are saying each individually on like how they want this to go about Armando. His family's a, a more traditional. They would want a natural 
child not adopted and Kenny would like, you know, a kid kid. And like, it, it's been, we've already talked about it. And that's the problem with them is that I feel like it didn't get resolved. And we kind of just heard the same things we had already heard before. So it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I appreciate it because again, it was so balanced, right? Like Kenny mm-hmm. was giving, you know, way like space for Armando to understand, like to speak his piece. I mean, like I understand what Armando's saying and he is right that, you know, maybe I do feel like staying here with my family. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I'm building a family there, which I know his kids did not like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. His daughters are like, again, no shade. Cause this is actually a great family, but like, let your dad go. Like you'll be fine. It, they are very, like very attached to, to Kenny. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's been very evident for me is that it, screams this is the longest they've been apart or the longest that they've not lived together or been in each other's lives as closely yeah and and that's something that like i feel like at one point i would have had and i definitely did have but that was like 10 years ago at this point because i moved continents and then i just simply could not be as close Mm -hmm. because time differences and then i have a whole other life here so i've definitely been detached at this point but I remember being there and I just, I don't know if I could picture being there at, at this because like with Iranian families, they're all so close. Yep. Like my, my dad's side, they all live like within like a 15 minute drive from each other. So they're all very close. So if, if someone leaves there, it's like, Oh God, big like separation. But then here, I feel like y'all did get to live with, with your dad being this close for how many years he did everything for y'all. Let him, let him, you know, fly the nest, <laughs> let him leave the nest with you and, and, you know, do something else. And it's Kenny. So we know he's not going to just forget about his family. I know that's the feeling they have, but we know it's yeah. not going to happen. So it's like, I understand their feeling, but also part of me is like, come on, let, let, let dad do dad stuff now. <laughs> yeah, literally. And that. Again, it's just, it's unfortunate. Like I'm an only child. So I understand. I think mm. I would even now feel some kind of way if my, mom uh decided to like like physically can't have a baby but if they want to adopt like i'd be like sure but i think you're a little bit older maybe it's not like you know for you but maybe if her partner was younger it would be different like my stepdad Mm. isn't but i i i understand that it's okay to feel some kind of way but i would never get in the way like you shouldn't get in the way of your parents happiness like it's just that's just it Right, 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 right. And, and that's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because like our, Armando says it, this is the first time he's yeah. heard any kind of like pushback from Kenny's family because Kenny's family have been the supportive ones. And obviously mm-hmm. we've seen the journey of Armando's family coming to accept them all as, as who they are and how they're living. So that's what becomes interesting for me is that the journey with them. Um, now there's a little bit of a switch in the dynamics, but ultimately it was so tame. Like that's it. It finished. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of ended it very like amicably and like, okay, bye. Good night, everyone. Like, okay, we'll see you next time. I think we're gonna, I really do think that we're going to, um, see Kenny and Armando again. They're just the, you need that one couple that everyone's rooting for. And we really have only one. I think we're going to see them again. Yeah. I'm, and especially 
with the amount of just like space they were taking up during this whole tell all right like to me i'm like is sean hosting or is kenny hosting because <laughs> um though and i felt that kenny pushed sean a little bit to like be punchier because kenny was like well can you answer this da, 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 you know and they, he would kind of push uh a little bit more so i think they just serve a lot of different purposes so i and i like them i love armando's family armando's dad wow you know like he has made such a 180 or maybe he was like this all along and they were just afraid for they no just reason didn't show us yeah yeah i mean i feel like if we were handing out awards right mvp of the season mm-hmm. might be Kenny and Armando, but most improved goes to Armando's dad, hands exactly. down. Armando's dad's speech at the wedding, like the oh. little confessional of this is like, you should accept everybody. I was like, this is literally the best thing I've heard on this show. Period. I know. And, you know, speaking of our next couple is no, two more couples, sorry. <laughs> One of the couples, you know, Sumit was crying because he's like, oh my god, a parent he's that like, cares. They, they accept you in this economy? I want that. Like, <laughs> Not me crying Sumit. in the club. Shut yeah. up, Sumit, idiot. Sumit like, this is what I... Sumit's like, this is the toy I wanted. I can't have it, but no, I'm happy you Sumit do. Sumit over here with his fake tears to be like, let me let me keep Jenny on. Yeah, let me let me milk this. Let me... Yeah. Oh god, we They're the grand <laughs> finale spoiler alert we're talking about them last so uh if you're waiting for the Samit takes we'll get there we will y'all um i just need to work up to it why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip you atv and zip line through the jungle You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And um, we just need to we just have one more hurdle to get there. Yes. And that hurdle is Ari and Binium. So let's just talk about them now and jump right into the Ari and Binium of it all. A spoiler alert, Binium's in the States. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of just gave that to us in the in the uh, next time on last week. So Binium's in the States. And if you thought that we were gonna feel like, oh, everything's resolved and everything's <laughs> chill with them, uh, you'd be wrong. Uh, this was still very frustrating to watch with <laughs> with Ari and Binium. I couldn't stand it. It made me so uncomfortable. But I don't know where to start with this. So uh, I'm going to pass it on to Sasha and hopefully Sasha can guide us. Yeah, we um, they were like one of the couples, right, that was late to the tell-all because they were really 
the production rather I should say it was really trying to milk this because then they walk in and everyone's like whoa wow I can't believe this um and then I just appreciate that <laughs> Evelyn was so hyping them up you look so good wow wow so you know it's like so I feel that they're being set up as this like amazing couple but they not because immediately Ari has said yeah like you know, moving to the U.S. has helped, and she did end up going to his visa appointment. So it yeah. seems like you know they were faking it for the camera. Cute, mm. shocked, mm. and uh, but it seems like you know that they are in the U.S. Things have helped, but um, you know, it's like Sean was like, no, 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 you thought that all you're gonna talk about is yourself. But we're going to do a little flashback. And guess who's back, baby? Leandro is back. <laughs> it's Leandro's music. And here comes Leandro strutting oh my along. God. And my favorite was everyone dunking on Leandro for like two minutes. It was so good because they said everything we were thinking. And, and you know, they were all like, yeah, um, we could tell there was something going on there. There's a little bit more. And obviously they, we got the confirmation that, uh, Ari was still married to, to Leandro when she got pregnant with, with Ooh. baby Avi and that all of that was still happening. So this to me makes it even more like, oh, so when she was pregnant and she stayed with Leandro and didn't tell him, were they still married? They probably were still married. Like that's, yes. that's weird a little bit. Oh my God. Okay. Um, it was, it was a lot with Leandro. When I say a lot, it was like a very, like two minutes, but a lot for those two minutes. Um, oh. and you know, Ari talked about how, yeah, when she was pregnant, like she called Leandro to confide in him, uh, because at the end of the day, that was her best friend and that's who she talks to. And the big thing we learn about this is that we find out that Leandro will not back off, even though everyone yeah. was like, you should back off. He said, I'm only going to back off if Ari tells me to back off. And I was like, I kind of understand that. Like, it should be Ari's, like, Ari shouldn't be policed on who she can be friends with or not. But if her husband brings up, I don't like you being friends with this person, she should consider it. But then with this specific relationship, because Leandro's whole defense was, well, if I was a woman, if I was a girl best friend, you'd be okay with this, right? <laughs> And they're like, dude, that's not the argument. The argument is you're her ex. So that, and you're her ex-husband to add to that. So that's why it's a little bit weird. And y'all were married when all this was going. That's, down. So yeah, I just love Benny's energy this whole mm -hmm. time. Cause Benny was like, sorry, what? Like, um, <laughs> no, I, he like put his hand up and was like, no, you are not doing this because y'all that you were the ex. Like, what about that? Do you not understand, right? Like, Benny's like, I'm confusion all over again. <laughs> because. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. And then um, when they were like, yeah, so who would um, who would tell Leandro needs to back off? And a couple of people put their hands up and Benny was like, me, I would definitely say back off. And I thought that was very funny because ultimately, you know, this kind of for me, if I may, mm -hmm. if I may do this, uh, the double standards in this relationship of. Oh, uh, Binium needs to abandon all these friends that cause us problems, but I can't abandon my ex-husband who was my close friend. Like, if he's abandoning friends, you gotta abandon friends too, Ari. I'm sorry. That's how it works. That's called compromising. Yeah. And so this is where I have realized that this is why maybe they work 
together, if that makes sense. Because here, Ari didn't say a word, right? And Benit maybe didn't even expect her. Because for me, I would look at my partner and be like, so you just gonna, you, you're mute? Like, what happened? Cat got you your voice? Cat got your tongue? Steven got your tongue. Like, what happened? You know? Because why are you... <laughs> Mr. Cuddles. Mr. Cuddles has your tongue. Cat cow got your tongue. Um, and, You know, and so that's why it's just like, but in the next part, right, when Benny's sisters show up, Benny is mute. So this is why I think it works for them. Because they just like, when when the heat's on them, they just like, it's like, beep, beep, beep. 404 not found you know and it's like they're done and the other person kind of takes the lead on speaking <laughs> yeah they don't fight each other's battles they don't help yeah. each other like, nah, you got this you I'm not going to even involve myself this is your time um, it's like when you're younger and you're sharing the controller with someone it's like okay you play now because we only have one controller to use it's it's funny because they work but then they also don't work but then they also work like and i think that's been the most fascinating thing with the two of them is because no matter how bad things have gone they've still actively wanted to be together and that's very clear um and and like so okay so then let's get there so then uh what's his face leaves leandro bye leandro hope i never see you again honestly Mm -hmm. and that Uh, man looked like he's not slept in a few days like why do you look like that he looked mad stressed. Like he looked like he was brought in to testify. Like it was brutal. <laughs> so, yeah, he was in shambles. Yeah. Much like this relationship, but still. Oh my God. So then um here come Wish and Mimi, the siblings, of course, of one Binium. And they're on the on the Zoom call. And this barely started before it ended. And the whole saga here, so we'll sum it up because it ended because Ari walks off stage and refuses to talk to them again after that. Um, Ari is putting blame on Wish and saying Wish has actively been trying to ruin this relationship, you know, Sumit's mom style by trying to say some stuff to like blow it up. Not happening. Mm-hmm. And Wish says, no, it's the damn nanny's fault. We don't mess with the nanny. And here's where everything gets interesting. Apparently, Binium also didn't like this nanny. We have met this nanny. They told us, you know, it was at one scene where, yeah. where, um, Ari was like, you're like family. You're my best friend here to the nanny. And Wish is saying that she believes the nanny, cause Ari would confide in her best friend nanny and they believe that the nanny gossiped and, and told other people. And the nanny was the source of all this drama while that's happening that's the official stance of wish but then ari's whole thing is no 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 the nanny told me to stay with binyam the nanny told me that binyam loves you and you should stick stick it through with him because he he cares about you so why would i believe that when the nanny's saying this and why would she be wanting to end my relationship that makes no sense because she's actively supporting me but then wish is like no she's talking to everybody about it so I was like, I don't, first of all, everyone be quiet. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Screw the nanny. The nanny's still in Ethiopia. Y'all don't live there anymore. So who exactly. cares about the nanny? Second of all, people can say one thing and do the other. Steven is literally the poster child of this in front of you, Ari. So that like, she could tell you to your face that, you know, everything's good, but then, you know, lie on you. No one's ever going to like, I don't care. Like, If I am the nanny of a couple's baby, 
I sure as hell am not going to go to one of them and say you should, you know, the divorce the other person. It's not my place. I'm here to collect money and leave. Like mm-hmm. that is not my job. I'm not here to cause that kind of. So I will lie to you. I'd be like, yeah, no, you guys are the best couple I've ever seen. Oh my god, I'm so happy you picked my application. Your baby's beautiful. Like I'm going to say everything and pretend I mean it if I don't. So <laughs> you can't take that as face value. But to me, Ari's like, well, it's also my best friend. So. I don't know. I mean, I do you know. pay your best friend? Right. Like to me, that's right. the biggest, like the power imbalance, right? In, in that you're paying this person. So she probably is saying what you want to hear. And mm-hmm. if I, this is bonus. like me, yeah, this is like me putting my conspiracy theory hat on and I, I don't even really 100% believe it, but like, isn't it in the nanny's best interest that they stay together? Because if they stay together, She's going to be in Ethiopia. If they break up, Ari's going back home. AKA, she's not going to have a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, China, to you're me, working for that nanny tenure. <laughs> yeah. So, to me, it's like nothing about this makes sense. And, you know, to be so like aggressively like defending this lady, it, it does not make sense. And I think it's because she has no other friends. And, this is where, again, Wish and Mimi fun- fumbled the bag because if you were nice to her, she she would be fighting for you like this. Right. And I think that's very clear that she did achieve that um, objective because mm-hmm. Binium wanted nothing to do with this nanny. Binium wanted the nanny replaced and Ari didn't let that happen. Yep. So that did not happen. So it, it, this is basically the big, big, big um, highlight of the yeah. drama with them for this episode. So then that kind of leaves it there. Do I? Yeah. So I, like I said, Ari walked off and was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. So if I come back, wishing Mimi have to be gone because they're talking all this nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And she keeps saying, they're not my family. You guys are pathetic. I don't want you in my family. I thought that was very rude from Ari and it's complete and utter BS yep. because Biniam's done nothing but be respectful to her family and like listens to her mom as like the voice mm-hmm. of reason and like tries to take the mom's advice. And Ari just is so like, she has so much animosity towards his family. And I just find that to be so unfair. Um, and like this didn't like this wasn't a good showing for Ari. If this was supposed to make me feel sympathy towards Ari, I didn't. It felt very much like Ari wins every battle because she puts her foot down and everyone has to just, you know, oblige. Like when we've yeah. seen this all season, Ari's allowed to keep Leandro, but Biniam's not allowed to keep his friends. Ari's allowed to be with her family. Biniam's family is not allowed to be counted as family. Like it, it's Ari's way or no way. And, and I'm tired of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's where it's unfortunate because she keeps being like, Oh, I'm so sorry for you that you, um, mm-hmm. you know, have a wife that doesn't like your family. And I don't believe that you necessarily need to be best friends with people that are talking no. to you, but it's like, just shut up. Right. Like just. <laughs> Because Binny is already listening to everything she says anyway. So that's why I don't understand the animosity. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if if he was arguing back, I think it's a different story. But he's kind of just listening to you. They're in another country now. So now really who cares if, you know, they have anything to say? Like, I'm sure, like, 
you know, I'm sure you have this, like I have the like Indian phone where, you know, it's like everybody going to know everybody's business because one family member is going to tell everyone everything. So I understand that moment, but I still think that it's silly that, you know, this is a hill you choose to die on. There's no reason. Right. And, and for me, um, obviously let's be real. This is not the last time we see Ari and Binyam. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. We're going to see them again, especially when Ari's giving me little shades of Angela with the getting up and the running yeah. around and like cussing people out. That makes me believe that we're going to see them again. And I'm actually curious with them. I want to see their life in America. I want to see what that life looks like. Cause I know that they're still in America right now. So like they're still together for as far as I'm aware. So. I would like to see that footage. Please make that happen. I don't, I think at that point they will graduate to regular 90 day and not 90 day the other way because they're in the States. That's fine. Give me Ari and Binium. I want to see where they are. I want to get to the bottom of this like whole stuff. What did happen in Ethiopia? Who is the mm-hmm. snitch? Is it Steven, AKA Russell the snitch? We'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> Randall the snitch. Sorry, not Russell. Randall the snitch. Oh All right. We'll find out. Okay, you know what? We're at the end here. There's one more couple to go through with here. I'm so happy that Sasha's here for all this. <laughs> Sasha, tell us about your favorite person, your mom's favorite person. Oh, God. Tell me all about Sumit and Jenny, please. Oh, it's time, y'all. You know, it's just here we are. Um, I'm about to curse, but I need to. I'm sorry. Okay, Robin. Scott, like, don't call me. If you to yell at me, but like, bitch ass scammer, submit. You know, I had to do it. I'm sorry. Okay, do it. I, I allow it. I yeah. allow it. You're. I'm allowed. sorry, everyone. If, if, wait, yeah. If you if you cannot hear cussing because the kids are in the car or something, I would say skip about ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. Yeah. Just right, I can't. Go. Like I I can't not curse this loser. Ow, like they've skipped. Who, You're good. You're good. Yeah. Now. Who has like died and brought this loser to my screen? You know what I mean? Like this man has screwed this lady for 10 years. Okay. Not one year, not five, 10 years. He got a whole, he got married to a whole nother lady. And then he's still over here. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to get married. I don't want things Jenny, to change. <laughs> he, Sasha, he was not even Sumit initially. Yes! He was not Sumit initially. But that's Jenny is so dumb. Like, you think that fine man from London wants to talk to you? You stupid. Girl, you was 55 at the time. Also, this is how, like, my, how invested my whole family is in this because my mom Googled Jenny looks at 55. Because <laughs> my mom was like, was she that good looking? Like, what's the, what is the reason? But I realized Scammer McScammerson, bitch ass submit, just wants the social security money. And that's like what it comes down to. Cause I, you know what? A jellyfish has a better spine than this loser. Okay. Cause they've started and uh, everyone wants us to be like, this is so cute. They're married. I was into it. I'll say that. Uh, I don't know if you went on TLC, Puya, and saw the pictures. Uh, they did like Ooh. a little photo shoot. Of their wedding. It's cute. Whatever. Like, all I'm saying is I'm team Jenny. I think Jenny looked beautiful. But besides that, the scammer loser looked a mess. And the fact that she's 30 years older than you and is still outshining you in your own culture, embarrassing for yourself. But anyway, we're like, oh, Samit, are you happy? You know, how does it feel married to a married to Samit? And Jenny is like, 
cloud nine. They can't throw me out of India. Bah, bah, bah. I'm here. Right. And mm-hmm. Sean makes everyone give them a round of applause. Why? Are we not watching the same show, Sean, that you are? Because McFucking finally, Sasha, it took 10 years, 10 years, you know, 10 years. The Harry Potter franchise released Mm. most of their movies in less than 10 years. Yeah. The Avengers began on 2012 and ended less than 10 years. The entire arc of the Avengers. So we've had how many presidents? Three president, four, no, three presidents. Um, let's see. We've had two World Cups, yeah. two Olympics, two Winter Olympics. Um, uh, let's see. What else did we have? We had a pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so much has happened before Jenny could get married to Samit, who still, even at the one yard line, was like, Yeah, I'm not going to file the paper. Screw that. So, but that's what I'm, I'm saying. Why? What? Again, my question, repeat Is the penis that good? Because I don't get it. Okay. Like this man looks like a raisin dried on the street. Okay. It's ultimately, if I'm Jenny, right? If I'm Jenny, I'm 60 something, right? I just refuse to accept that I let 10 years of my life go to utter waste. I just can't do that. I I can't. I can't. I got to firm it. And I think that's it. And she's also on TV. And I think she just, and like she loves him, right? Ultimately, she loves him. She fell for the catfish and she accepted the catfish for, for who he is. And I think that's what it was. I think she just not the humility because her, her own daughter was like, no, Sumit's not the one for you. <laughs> her own daughter was like veto. So she was like, no, I got to prove everyone wrong. He's going to like, I can change him. He will marry me. And I think that's what it was ultimately. Yeah. And I mean, my mom right. does not I- believe they're married even now. <laughs> I looked at those pictures. The pictures look amazing. But, you know, part of me also did think, did Sumit, like, get a fake wedding going? And is she living there legally or not? Because maybe she thinks she is, but, like, she isn't. Because it's Sumit. But, I mean... And all his reasons are nonsense. You know what I mean? I like you. I know y'all talked about this, like, a lot. And I messaged you about this a lot. But, like, (laughs) Indian weddings... That are like that small. And I know Kirsten last time was like, oh, but like it was a big wedding. That, that, those no. people work at the temple, girl. Okay. Those <laughs> people work at the temple and that's how small it was. Henna party, uh, pathetic. Wh- why didn't you bring the Hare Krishna lady, you know, to the henna party too? It's like, it's a sham. And nowhere in India, I don't know. It's just like everything about it. I, I looked this up because no one in my family was like, no, this can't be real. So I tried You're to look at it. You're all just sitting there being skeptical Literally. watching this. <laughs> like, okay, but not true. <laughs> yeah, like I asked my, like someone that lives in India that I was like, is, do you think this could happen? And even they were like, listen, like, yeah, the special marriage act is like a thing. But, you know, it's just the way that they're presenting it to us can't mm-hmm. be true. You know, well, and like the requirements are just like, you know, they need to be of a certain age, um, blah, blah, blah. And then the thing that maybe I believe is working against them or against this bitch ass scammer is that, you know, both of them must be of sound mind. Like that's a requirement. And we know one of them is 100% not. And that's to me, not the 65 year old lady. Okay. <laughs> so maybe I that's mean, why. Maybe that. I'm like, hey, listen, here's the thing, right? So they, her visa couldn't get renewed. So they had to abandon the special marriage act. They had to get like married, married. 
And then they did say, all right, we're going to go small scale with it to just like, you know, not uh, go against the astrologer's wishes. But I have to ask you, Sasha, do you think the damage is done? Do you think the minute they had even something ceremonious type that the curse is on them and the astrologer, you know, they're doomed now? Do you think that's that's the case? So here's my question. We've been watching 90 Day, right? How is the curse not already upon them? Maybe the curse is on us. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Like that's that's my question. If the curse is on us and that we have to see them come yeah. back next season, yeah, the we are cursed, it's over. That's sad and I hate my I hate it. I hate exactly. It so much. But you know, I here's what I believe. Uh I, I'm not Hindu, but you know, my family does also like follow this stuff. We are Indian. Mm-hmm. So I will say that sometimes the Jyotish or the astrologer will be like, well, but you know, you need to do this, this, and this, and then you'll be fine. So to me, I'm like, where's the loophole, sir? You know, <laughs> why Why couldn't you be like, just feed the Brahmins and donate a cow, apparently? Which is like, how Indian can you get? You know, it's like, come on. Don't do this. Don't donate a cow. Like, or do it on the DL. Like, don't but put it on TV. But Sasha, they're trying to fight the, 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 you know, the fact that they're doing a ceremony. It's to balance it out. It's the old yeah. balancing. So act. then it's go the out. Cow. Where's the Sangeet? Where's, you know, the dances ahead, of, you know, before the wedding? I would pay to watch this loser dance, you know, like if you would. Yes, I 100% I would. Can you imagine this absolute joker of a human being All right, having you heard to it do here. this? Sumit, make an OnlyFans and Sasha will subscribe. That's what I just heard. Only if it's a dollar, because this man, you know, that's 70 rupees, (laughs) 72 rupees. It is good. I'll do it, Sumit. But my mom, I truly want to go to New Delhi. My, (laughs) we were figuring out our flights to India and we had a layover in New Delhi. And again, my mom is very invested. She said, Oh, New Delhi, we know who lives there. Maybe we should go pay him a visit. (laughs) Oh my God. You're going to go pay him a visit, take him out of his house like his in-laws did yes, <laughs> previously. literally. I want to do that to this man. Like, I've never felt so viscerally angry at someone. And I think it's because, you know, like, here I am, you know, on RHAP, on Twitter, on these streets, being like, I need representation. Look what I get for representation. You know, it I've really been does feel like that. It really does. I'm like, we have one brown guy, and it's the the dude with the least amount of spine. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, he's such a la- and his whole family, right? Like, I love that Sean is like, do your parents know you're married? How how awful is this? And they said, nah, because they're scared they're gonna stop. Them. And like, <laughs> this is this is where this is what I say to that, right? If you don't want to tell them cool then don't be on tv like if you're on tv it's happening you should just tell them that you can't hide this the world knows and that's worse like that is worse sir they they will know that you didn't tell them like that's stupid no he doesn't care that's the thing right i think he wants to show us his like crocodile tears he's scared i believe his whole family's in on the scam and they're like how are we gonna get that social security dollars for ourselves and to me that's what's happening because Anil and Sadna, right? Uh, Sumit's parents, scammers mm-hmm. too. What do you mean? We get the whole, um, that's the next segment, right? Cause they call the parents in pretty quickly. And Jenny is like, I want to disappear. Um, mm-hmm. and then these <laughs> scammer, at, like, you know, mom and dad scammer now are like, 
telling her, you know, we accept you, we love you, all this stuff. And then in the confessional, now we don't we don't agree with it, but we just have to say it because, you know, they're living together. What? Like, that's why I feel that they're all together. And if y'all don't think they're together, wake up, wake up, people, wake up. You think they're all in cahoots? They have to be. This is sick. This is sick behavior. <laughs> like, how are they allowing this? Oh my! And his mom, literally, the 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 constant stank face. Like, you are not in an Indian TV show. Like, does she know that? You know what I mean? Like, in the Indian TV show, they be showing daughter in law so dumb that she actually washes. And I mean, like washes like doing the dishes washes a laptop (laughs) (laughs) well like come on yeah i mean ultimately he doesn't tell them that they're they're married which is wild you just told this room full of strangers and then now you were given the opportunity to do it you didn't he backed out he got too scared he said and uh, listen listen sumit really thinks he's slick Okay, and I think that's what you, you everyone needs to know. Yes. Sumit does think that he is like the best con man in the world, that he's Leonardo DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can. I don't remember the name of the character at this point, but Not he me. thinks he's slick because he's like, yeah, no, I think after seeing them, like I decided I got to do it in person. You live in the same place. Exactly. You could have told them the day after then. Okay. No, he's just a scammer. I'm telling you, if he could get away with it, if Sean never asked him if they were married mm-hmm. or you know they didn't need it for the um for the picture, I think or for the TV show, I think they wouldn't know. No one would know. That that's I'm the just, only thing that makes sense to me. I am fascinated because I don't like if the whole reason is fear, then why are like what is this? But then ultimately, you know what? I think that this is if if we are indeed going to look at it, Sasha, from the perspective of this is, you know, the, they're in it for the money, for the fame, whatever. I think they literally did it right in that sense, yep. because now they have to come back so we can find out. Did he tell his parents? Did that happen? What's next? So Jenny and Samir are coming back. They're literally the poster child for 90 Day Fiance oh, the other way. So they're going to be back again for season four. Uh, and you can, you can bet the, bet everything. Bet, uh, Steven's, uh, phone on it. Bet Steven's <laughs> pictures. You His can bet, tongue. um, you can bet Corey's shame. You can bet Evelyn's anger. Um, you can bet, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Ari's Leandro. Anything. It's happening. Okay. Oh my god. I just like looked them up on um I looked Jenny and Samantha up on Instagram and I think I'm pissed all over again. Like he really out here taking him. Yeah, there's sh- first of all they have a shared account, like yuck. Um <laughs> but then Samit also has his own account. Uh and he just looks like such a like I don't even have words in English, you know, that's what he looks like. Uh and he posts pictures with his mom all the time. Mama Submit ain't laughing. She's not smiling. So I think she knows. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the one thing that is fascinating, right? Is that we t- we've talked at this point about how, um, you know, if you are on this show, you will get these DMs and stuff. And mm-hmm. we've not really seen Sumit 
end up having any leaks of that sort where he's responding to DMs. So that's that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. At least he's doing at least he's not doing that. You don't know. This man was married. You you're telling me that he never once had sex with his wife? No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that I don't think anyone is like because you know, we just mentioned that if if you're getting DM'd and stuff like this, mm, right? Yeah. You're getting them leaked. So and I feel like we would have seen, especially with Sumit's storyline being so into he doesn't care for her, is gonna marry her, he doesn't even want to marry. We would have had that by someone would have been like, Look, and these are DMs that he sent me. So that gives me But I also don't intrigue. think India yeah. I'm just like, would Indian women, you know, like do this? But you're right. Like international pitbull yeah. style, Sasha. Like yeah. this is a show that everyone watches. You don't think people in America are gonna message him? That's true. Now I wanna create a burner to find out. But Oh my god, sick. please, please be the one to do this and then tell your mom you're doing this too. I wanna oh know what she god. thinks of all this. My mom would be like, get a job. <laughs> but it's just it's sick and I also want to say that um that you know they had Sumit's brother and sister-in-law there uh like his translation to what his mom was saying is so mm-hmm. PG like that lady was going Ooh. in on her okay like she was like I don't want this girl you know done all this stuff can you give us the translation do you have that oh my god I didn't write it I will say ah. I was too mad um, nah, it's okay. but, uh, but I mean, basically what was written in the subtitles was pretty close uh, mm. to what was going on. But it's just it's so funny because this is what stood out to me. Like Amit was like, yeah, like you are poking at them. It's like poking. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this Facebook in 2009? Like we get it. You know, you're like this awkward Indian dude. Like that's all they did in 2009 was like a random pokes on Facebook. But it's like <laughs> what? parents were trying to say is that we don't expect accept her and we will never because of society and this doesn't happen in our area and like we're just not going to do it so where did he get like this is bothering them it's more that they're just like we're not, not going to do this like right. this ain't bothering nothing and and can we talk about the fact that um the brother <laughs> his brother basically said yeah, so it's ultimately it's, you know, I understand from a love perspective that they're good and like they should be able to be together. But from a from a family thing, no. And then basically they gave they presented him with the question of, well, if if you were told you can't marry your wife, would you still do it? You love her, right? And he was like, um, I would have to say, no, I wouldn't do it. And the wife's sitting there looking dumb. And, and now she's like. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I did not expect to hear that. So that was awkward. And I love how she's like, I didn't think about that. And then Kenny was like, yeah, so now the shoe's on the other foot. Now how do you feel? Because Shri also, again, perpetuating the patriarchy, just like all these other women in Jenny's life in India. But, you know, she's like, parents can't be cruel. Just remember that it doesn't change overnight. You sound dumb. You sound (laughs) stupid. You sound uneducated when I'm sure you're not. Okay, stop it. Like, just stop the nonsense because it's not true. It's that they're actively trying to sabotage. Again, Kenny, you know, says it again. I think Kenny or Armando, I'm sorry. One of them says it and, you know, they're like, it's been so long. And this man got married, you know, pause to someone else. (laughs) So it's like, when is it, you know, like, what's going to give? and 
Jenny and Alina should like ride off in the sunset together at this point because they're so dumb. Yeah, I would be okay with that. I, w- I would watch that show. Yeah, the them like show. finding love. How cute would that be? <laughs> Better than these losers. God, I. It's something with the S names. I mean, I have an S name, so maybe I can say it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> in the same group as the ones you're insulting, Sasha. I'll drag them to hell. Can you imagine if I ever met Summit one on one? It's a wrap. Oh, I'd be in jail. Not. Yeah, we would not let you interact with them. I would be like, listen, the drama's good, but you're my friend now. So yeah, it's not, not worth it. Let you do this. Yeah. And I just love that Sean also asked this man three times, hey, do you have something else to say? <laughs> Do you have something more to say? And he's he like over here yoga. Distraught. He he's, he's doing his mom's yoga poses, right? And he's like, yeah. oh, "Wait, I got to do the neti pot real quick before oh I answer God. this." Cuz he's like he he's like, "Look at the sky. It's so green. Look at the water." You know, like, "What?" He he's looking at everything. But nah. He he this whole can man up. That's the problem. And that's it. And and you yep. find out he's going to tell them later. That's fine. And right before Jenny and Sumit's parents were, were, you know, let go and disconnected from the call, in the background, you hear Jenny say, it's like beating a dead horse. And Sean was like, Jenny, they're still on the call and they heard that. She's like, okay. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> All of a sudden, you don't care. Shut up. Don't show your teeth now that they're gone. Jenny didn't say a damn word, okay, when they were on. Jenny in front of others versus Jenny in front of just the parents really is different. Yes. Like, I I feel like I wish she was this un- unapologetic to them when they're seeing her. Right. Or when they're talking. But sadly, it's not the case. But listen. They're married now. We're going to see them again for the next seven seasons. That's not going to change. So we move. We move. And we see where we end up with all this. All right. But Sasha, thank you so much for (laughs) talking to me (laughs) on this supersized edition of the 90 Day Fiance podcast. We're now officially done with The Other Way. And I look forward to talking to you about the future seasons now. Where can people find you? What else do you have going on? Thank you so much for having me. This felt like therapy. So, you know, sorry to everyone listening that maybe got annoyed. But, you know, Puya hasn't had me on a long time. So I was like, I need to share with y'all. But again, thank you so much. I loved this tell all. I actually liked that it was one episode because we got a lot out of it Mm -hmm. instead of kind of like that awkward stretching. So great episode. Amazing podcast. Thank you, Puya. And for me, you can find me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four, where I am always yelling about these losers. So, you know, you'll get my more unedited takes. Sorry for all the cursing. And um, I host a podcast with Chappelle over on Silent Podcast. Uh, you can find it on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, or Never Have I Ever, the Netflix show. It's a really fun show about an Indian girl and her life. Don't know why we're so invested, but it's Mindy Kaling's show, so obviously I'm there. Uh, and it's a really fun time. We're almost done with season two, so go check it out if you haven't already. Perfect. Thank you for that, Sasha. Thank you so much for today. And you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I stream there three times a week. Come say hi. It's always appreciated. And Nine Day Fiance is going strong and will continue to go strong. Obviously, now we have finished the other way. Next week is the premiere of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day. And I'm happy to announce right here, right now that 
the podfather himself, Rob Sesterino, will be back to co-host with me this upcoming season of 90 Days. I'm very excited for that. Should be a lot of fun. When Rob enjoys 90 Day, he comes in completely, you know, ready to roast people himself, which I do enjoy when Rob does it. So we'll be having Rob back for that. And obviously, I will still continue to talk about 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life, at the end of these episodes, including today's episode. So stick around if you want the update there. And uh, Mass Singer as well, still going on. Uh, we have two episodes left before we're done here. Season six kind of came and went in a weird way. I don't remember covering it, but here we are, you know, just <laughs> that kind of vibe. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping I beat Leon in the draft, but that always has been an impossible feat for me. And I will be talking succession this week over on Post Show Recaps with Josh Wiggler. So come check me out there if you are interested in what the Roy family is doing. All right. Okay. For now, I'm going to say take care. If you're listening to the the nine day, the single life segment, I'll see you in about 20 seconds. But if you're not, take care, stay hydrated, and remember, you're better than Sumit. You are better than Steven. You're better than Corey. Even though those barriers are very low, we can always at least be happy that we're better than all those dummies. Take care for now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rehap Up Podcast. We're here to talk about episode four of 90 Day The Single Life. And let's quickly recap, okay? So, people who are not going to be featured on this episode, Debbie. Debbie is the one going to be omitted. Big Ed was the one omitted the last time. Everyone else gets an appearance at the very least here today. And I'll tell you this. I think the most heavily featured uh, person or persons in this instance are Jesse and Jennifer. So I think we can just talk about them first. Okay. So the last time we saw Jesse and Jennifer, we had the whole thing of Jesse wants to play it slow and he wants to, you know, figure out what Jennifer is like and, and really find a connection between them before he, anything physical comes about. And then on the flip side of this, you had Jennifer who wanted him to take charge and get physical 
because she is scarred by the past with Tim. Now, neither of the two told each other this information, so they were not able to, you know, communicate effectively what they want and just were going on about in a bit of a confusing way. But the episode did end with the two of them uh, spending the night together. And we pick up right there. So now it's the morning and Jesse's baffled. He's like, oh, my God, within 24 hours, we've slept together. And I feel like just like a virgin, you know, rediscovering things. And, you know, if I could give an emoji to the night, it was a fire emoji. So the episode title, Like a Virgin, was from Jesse, which I was surprised when I heard that when I saw the episode title, I thought it was going to be about Stephanie, which we'll get to who um, keeps telling us that she's trying to lose her celibacy after two and a half years. That wasn't the case. This was about Jesse. So he's making him and Jennifer coffee, and Jennifer tells us in a confession that she feels like all of her fears with Jesse went out the window with him initiating the intimacy the night prior. So then they tell the both of them had a joint confessional where the producer asks, is this the best you've ever had to Jesse? And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely the best I've ever had. And Jennifer says, yeah, it's one of the best I've ever had. I was like, Jennifer, you are sly and I love it. But here comes the plans for the day. So the itinerary for the day is that Jesse and Jennifer are going to meet up with Jennifer's mom and daughter, and they're going to spend the day with Jennifer's daughter. Now, Jesse, you know, they show us a flashback. He says, oh, it wasn't good with, like, you know, the last time with Darcy and kids, it didn't go well. And they showed us the infamous steak scene once again, which, by the way, uh, let's talk about the fact that Jesse now in two different seasons of this franchise has been upset because of a piece of steak. So that tells you all you need to know about Jesse, to be honest. But they show us that scene again. And then Jesse says, you know, it's not about the steak. It's about being a fodder figure which is his way of saying father figure. And that is a thing now that he's going to be, he's worried a little bit because he feels like meeting the mom and daughter should be something that happens later. Once you've gotten very close and you know, like this is it. So he feels like it's a little too soon and he's a little nervous, but then immediately pans to later that day. And he meets the uh, uh, Jennifer's mother. And let me tell you this. Jennifer's mother looks just like Jennifer. Like they look very similar. Very, the immediate resemblance was present. The daughter seems very sweet. Jesse hugs the daughter, says, so nice to meet you to the mom. And doesn't say it once. It's like four times. Like, oh my God. It's like, you know, in that nervous way, it's like, oh my God, it's so nice to meet you. I'm so happy you're here. I'm, I'm, you're so, I'm so excited. So nice to meet you. And then (laughs) Jennifer's mom went, huh? What? (laughs) And then Jennifer translated, this is what he's saying. And then it was very clear that the mom was not vibing with Jesse. And it wasn't because of anything that Jesse had done. She was like, Jesse's handsome in the confessional. Jesse's handsome. That's for sure. But I want stability for my daughter and my granddaughter. And she doesn't quite know if this is the person for that yet. So anyway, the mom leaves. Now, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer's daughter and Jesse are all hanging out to go to the park and Even at the park, it's a little bit of a, there's a bit of a language barrier between Jesse and the kid. That's fine. Everything seems to go smoothly. And then in the next time on, the big highlight they put for us is, oh, Jennifer is going to tell Jesse about uh, cacao. And was it cacao? I think it was cacao. Um, Kakwa. Sorry, kakwa, not cacao. Might want some hot chocolate. That might be it. But Kakwa. So they're going to actually meet up with him for dinner in the next time on. It's it's uh, him, 
and another woman there with them at the table and Jesse and Jennifer. And it's going to get awkward. I can already tell you it's going to get awkward. I'm very excited to talk about it next week, and I will next week. So definitely check that out for your Jesse and Jennifer coverage next week. But we have a couple of other people to go through here. And let's go now over to Sinjin. This will be relatively quick. Sinjin had the one scene in the episode that we kind of got the preview of last week. Um, fresh off of telling Tanya's pa- family, hey, we're getting divorced. He goes to this bar and he meet up, meets up with his best friend in Connecticut, Phil. And him and Phil talk a little bit. He tells us that him and Tanya have not talked to each other since the news breaking of their divorce to the family. And Phil convinces him, hey, you should get on these apps. You know, one of you, like, you're both not going to date each other anyway. So one of you might as well is going to be the first one to do it. Might as well be you. So he creates a a dating app profile and he starts, you know, swiping left and right at the table. And then in the confessional, the producers ask him, hey, what are you open to meeting anybody? Like, what, what are your what's your criteria? And he says, yeah, I'm open to meeting all kinds of different people. He says, I'm, you know, I would love to meet a, 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 like a blonde Southern belle because, you know, I feel like that would be very sweet. I'm also open to meeting some gothic girls potentially or nuns if nuns even date. And I was like, that's a weird cross section that you've talked about, but he basically, I think meant to emphasize anybody can get it. Like I'm willing to find and meet anybody. So that's really what happens with him. I do not have a lot more to go off for you there, but we do see in the next time on. That he tells Tanya that an ex coworker of his hit him up to meet up for drinks, and Tanya doesn't really approve. Tanya's like, "That's a little bit weird for me. I'm not comfortable with that, and I think you need to move out." Which honestly makes sense, you know, if you're if you're living with your former partner and you are now dating other people, it's gonna get awkward. They don't want to see that, you know. They still might harbor some feelings for you, and they, you know, it's going to crush them. And you know what? It's going to get awkward for you, too. So I think that is the right call by Tanya. We'll just see um, how long before Sinjin moves out. We'll find out. But that was it. That was it. Sinjin had literally nothing at all. Uh, let's go to the other person that really had nothing at all. It was Stephanie. So the last time we saw Stephanie, right, Stephanie's on the on the path to lose her celibacy 2021. She's on the tour. That's what's happening. And she is on a date with other Stephanie, which actually the show captions her as Stephanie too, which I thought was funny. A couple of you did reach out and said, no, I couldn't date someone who has the same name as me. We're in the same um field then. We're on the same page here. Lovely. So she tells Stephanie too, uh, yeah, we can have dessert back at mine. And I thought dessert was, you know, something. Uh, dessert was actually ice cream. So she brings out the ice cream. They, they're eating the ice cream cones. It's like a chocolate ice cream cone. And then she tells Stephanie too, I would like to kiss you. Stephanie too kind of pauses and goes, wait, are you asking to kiss me? Yes, Stephanie too. I believe that's what she meant when she said, can I kiss you? Stephanie too says, okay. And then, so they kiss a little bit. They swap a couple pecs and then they're like, ooh, it's chocolatey. And then they start giggling a little bit. It was like very high school to me. And then they went in uh, for another kiss. They kissed a little longer. But then Stephanie too dips out. Stephanie too is like, all right, I'm going to go home now. There's a 40 minute drive to get home. And Stephanie was obviously like, oh my God, like, well, what happened? Now I'm like questioning everything. Did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong in her own head completely? And that's it. That's it for Stephanie. They really gave us nothing for Stephanie. And Stephanie doesn't even get a next time on. So I'm thinking Stephanie's the one getting admitted, which is wild. Think of it this way. This is now, we're about to be on episode five. So the next time we see Stephanie is going to be episode six. All we've learned 
in these six episodes about Stephanie is that she is on the path to lose her celibacy and she dated Stephanie too for a date. That's it. We've got no in-depth stuff. That makes me feel like Stephanie is kind of the least important cast member this season and is kind of there to fill up some episodes here and there, kind of in the Ellie and Victor spot from 90 Day the Other Way, if you know what I mean. Kind of like the Amira and Andrew of the previous season as well, where it's like you want to have six people, six couples, but the sixth one is typically going to be like the part-time in and out kind of thing. So we'll see where that goes. Meanwhile, y'all already know Stephanie's out here. Um, doing her entrepreneurial ship over on the internet. So she's going to be fine. We'll see when she comes back next time. Maybe episode six, maybe seven. I don't know, but we'll find out. All right. So then let's go over to a, another person here. There's two people left. It's Big Ed and it's Natalie. So I want to go to Big Ed first because Big Ed had the second most content here, which makes sense because he wasn't on the last episode. Um, I, I did see, first of all, shout out to y'all, those of you who have left ratings and reviews for this podcast. It really means the world to me. Like I've said before, it allows people to find us. It allows people to, to you know, discover the Hot Mess Express and come aboard, which I do appreciate from all of you. Uh, the last five-star review I got um actually gave me a question. They said, I'll read the whole review for you real quick. It was from Caitlin. Caitlin said, I've never actually watched an episode of any 90 day show, but I really do enjoy listening to Puya recap and the guests add to the funny conversations. Why? Thank you, Caitlin. Appreciate that from you. Uh, one request, Puya, can you explain why we hate Big Ed on the next single life episode? I haven't seen past seasons and I feel like I don't quite understand his history with the show. Um, so it's actually pretty tough for me to talk about Big Ed. Um, to be honest, cause I don't like him. Uh, but what I will say is that Big Ed has had a lot, a lot of, um, creepy stuff that have happened. Okay. And there have been a lot of allegations against him, uh, through, there have been a couple of people that have come forward through TikTok. Uh, they've accused Big Ed of both sexually harassing and sexually assaulting. So it's, it's stuff of that nature. And then that compounded with the fact that, he is, uh, what, 40 something and he's constantly looking for younger women, like in the 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 range. That has not helped. Um, and his demeanor generally beyond that has also been nothing short of, um, unsavory. So there's a lot more. Um, and, and then obviously then the show gives him a platform, which we hate. That's why I'm happy when he's not on an episode. I don't. Like, it's like, it goes beyond, I don't like this person personally. It's a lot more, okay? So, if you would like to read more about him, definitely, if you search up Big Ed um, allegations or Big Ed controversy on Google, you should be able to find a couple articles that'll give you a little bit more. Uh, so, there you go. That being said, let us keep the Big Ed story short and sweet here. Also, the other thing is, it doesn't help that... His first season, he was on before the 90 day and he was the featured person. He was like the Brandon, right? Of like the, the dodo dumb idiot guy who's now trying his hand at dating. And it was like funny to make fun of him. But then when all this stuff came to light, it became unsavory. But then the show kept bringing him back because of that, because he was like a draw for them. So that's why a lot of people aren't happy about it. But okay, let's move on to the big ed episode here. Um, so big ed. Asked uh, Maya on a second date. Maya, if you would remember, is the woman he went on a date with last time where he cried and talked about his last relationship and how he broke up with her eight times and all that stuff. So he doesn't know if she's going to have a second date with him because she didn't confirm. I think we can confirm that's not going to happen. 
Big Ed. Okay. And then Big Ed, the rest of the segment for him, the first scene is Big Ed's bigging up his dog, Teddy. He's like, Teddy's my best friend. And, you know, I've really needed Teddy these last few months. Teddy is a, a his dog that he adopted from his sister-in-law three years ago. And he says that Teddy's the most important person to him. Uh, Teddy, the dog that is. And then Big Ed's mom comes through and talks to him about, uh, you should potentially look for Latino women. And again, she said Latino women. Okay. Uh, because Latino women are faithful to their husbands. They're more willing to have a unified marriage. And that's what I want for you. And I was like, that's very overgeneralizing for sure. Um, but then Big Ed's like, Oh my God, you're absolutely right. And like, um, she, the way she uh, packaged it was like, you should meet a Latino woman like me. And then it felt like, you know, with, with Sumit and Jenny, how the astrologer said one thing and then the parents suddenly snapped out of it. The next scene is Big Ed being like, I want to meet a Latino woman like my mom. And it's like, oh, she inceptioned him. Okay. So he messages his friend, Laura, who's in Mexico, who has offered to set him up with someone in the past. So he messages Laura, uh, FaceTimes Laura and says, Hey, like, you know, do you know anybody for me? Like, I want to meet a Latino woman. And. Laura says, I actually do think I have someone for you. Um, I've got a friend, a neighbor of mine that I think could be interested in you and, and you would be interested in. Her name is Kaori. So then she prompts to add Kaori to the video call and Big Ed's panicking like, oh, my God, right away. Like, am I ready? Am I going to look stupid? Am I going to is there a language barrier? Is her English going to be bad or my Spanish is not going to be good enough? He's like panicking. She adds Kaori to the call. Um, Carrie is a writer and a poet. And then when asked, what do you write about? She says, God. So then, uh, Big Ed says that he's feeling a connection. And then in the next time on, Big Ed has already gone to Mexico now to see Kaori. So Big Ed's there to meet Kaori. Uh, you know, things escalated relatively quickly here. But then also in the next time on, we see a panic happen at the restaurant they're, they're going to. It's, they made it seem like there's a shooting that happens like outside or something and everyone's panicking running away. So we'll see more of what happens there next episode. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that is is kind of where that's leading so we'll see what happens there okay that brings us to the last person we're talking about today and that is of course natalie now natalie's entire episode surrounded her second date with johnny johnny the model who obviously we saw again last episode when she went to this modeling workshop thing so she also talks about how she misses her pet rat if you remember she had the the little rat with um with Mike and apparently her rat ran away. So the rat was like, I'm dipping out of this relationship too. The rat's gone. And she feels like she can't have a pet anymore for the moment, but they're going to a turtle sanctuary to, um, on their second date. That's the plan. So then in the car ride over, she tells Johnny that she's married. She says, Hey, just so you know, like I'm married on paper, but we're separated. So we're not, I don't see my husband, but like I'm still married technically. And then Johnny goes, yeah, well, I have two girlfriends and then pauses this. Listen, just so you know, when I say two girlfriends, I mean, they're two girls who are my friends, not in a relationship type of way. So I don't want you to, to um, feel any kind of panic. And then uh, Johnny mentions that he has two girlfriends who kind of are in the same boat. So he understands. And she says, she's very happy that, um, 
Johnny was understanding of that. And then Johnny says, oh, snap. And she goes, what does snap mean? And he mentions it's like slang for this. And then she tells us again, you know, I'm very happy that Johnny's patient with me and doesn't make fun of me when I don't understand things like Mike would do. Basically, every time Natalie does something with somebody and they do some, uh, they respond in a way that she likes. She she goes back to, yeah, Mike wouldn't do that. Mike sucks. So yeah, we know Mike sucks. We, we, we've been there. But then the rest of the scenes with with um Natalie and Johnny kind of got bad because Johnny is more of a physical touch guy. Like he was trying to, you know, hold her at the turtle sanctuary and like put his hand arm around her. And Natalie wanted none of that. Natalie told us in confessional that I don't feel comfortable uh with with physical touch like that and and you know where i come from physical touch happens way later when you're very serious and right now i we're not serious it's the second date so i don't want that and then she actually tells him like uh don't touch me uh so at the troll sanctuary she tells him this and it's very clear to me that johnny is a little bit caught off guard by this and doesn't know how to react because it's a simple okay you got it and then you move on but johnny clearly wants a clear answer of of what's happening because i think he's taking it very personally you know what i mean like if it's one of those things where if someone tells you oh like don't chew with your mouth open it's a very like, okay, you got it. But then he's taking it as a shot at him or like, oh, he's making her feel uncomfortable. And why? You know, like he's getting defensive about it. It's how I'm uh, looking at it, how I felt about it. So he, she tells him this at the turtle sanctuary. Now they're leaving to go to the beach. And I believe this beach scene is where uh, during the uh, when this season was recording, this is how we found out that Natalie's probably on a season of the single life and her and Mike are done because people caught natalie and a unknown man now we know to be johnny they filmed them at the beach and there was a camera crew and everything and someone had posted this on the reddit so this is that scene i'm pretty sure so they get ice cream and they're sitting on a bench like by the beach and johnny's asking her like you know why am i getting these reactions from you what's going on and natalie says i feel like in america people are very easygoing and i don't like that like i don't it's not easy breezy for me she says that she's afraid of getting hurt and just you know is guard has her guard up and johnny decides well you need to let loose i want you to let loose i want you to see that you can trust me and if you let loose you can see that you can trust me why won't you give me a chance and then he tries to do the cutesy thing of like, hey, come here and like pull her a little bit close. And Natalie has made it very clear. I don't like the physical touch. I'm not there with you. No. So Natalie, in instant reaction, says, stop it. It's not funny. And slaps him, slaps him purely on instinct. Like it was straight up instinct. And then it got quiet. And then he said, OK. That kind of hurt. And then she said, I want to go home. And then in the confessional on the way to home, she was like, I don't think I'm going to have a second date with this guy. It's over between me and Johnny. And Johnny drives her home, drops her off, and that's it. So it was kind of uncomfortable uh, because I feel like Natalie made herself very clear. And she said, don't do this. And he did this. So bye-bye, Johnny. Um, You don't know personal space. You don't know boundaries. You can leave now. On to the next one. Did Natalie have a next time on? Let me quickly scour my notes. Natalie does not have a next time on either. So unsure if we're just not going to have Natalie on this episode and also not have Stephanie on this episode. We'll see. 
Uh, but we will get Debbie back and Debbie, her whole next time on was she was getting injections, like co- cosmetic injections and a makeover. And she was like, no one's going to want to date a 69 year old who looks like this. And she was getting all this makeover done. And then it ended with her saying, this is the most effort I've done for a date in 40 years. And they don't show us her like final look. They kind of show us her legs and her coming down the stairs. So I'm excited to see what Debbie has done, what the transformation looks like on on Debbie's road to finding romance 2021. And that brings us to the end of 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life. I will be back to talk about episode five next week for y'all. Um, it will come at the end of the podcast, as always, with the return of Rob Sester Nino. I'm very excited. So what will happen is me and Rob will talk about the first episode of season five of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 day. And then once that's done, you will hear me similar right now talking about 90 Day Fiance, The Single Life, episode five for y'all in this very podcast so you will have both in one spot and you have nothing to worry about everything's smooth everything's sailing everything's going to be good all right so if you could please uh leave a rating and review for this podcast it would mean the world to me uh, it's robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance number nine number zero day fiance and then follow me on twitter at puyaism uh, you can find me on twitch twitch.tv slash puya would appreciate a follow there and come through say hi i always you know love meeting new people over there and uh, Mass Singer, we have two more weeks to go before the season's done. Uh, we have the finals of Group B this week, and then we've got the finale finale next week. Uh, all the shows are coming to a head. We're in December. A lot of shows ending, but you know 90 Day. The Hot Mess Express stops for nobody, and we just keep on chugging along, okay? Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you taking the time for this. And uh, feel free to give me any feedback on Twitter. Well, for now, we've arrived at the destination. You may exit the Hot Mess Express. Until next week. Bye, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.